and zero go what's up guys salutations listeners and welcome back to filmatic today we're going to be discussing marvel studios's spider-man no way home but before we get into that i'm going to flip the script a little bit so don't don't tap away yet i know you do i know that most people listen for an average of four minutes all right i'm not making that up but you know normally we, we wait until like the uh the middle to latter part of the episode to do this but no one has claimed a prize yet, so I'm going to offer the giveaway right now, okay? I'm <laughs> once again putting up my DVD, Blu-ray copy of The Suicide Squad. Whoa! Yes, I, one of the best movies of last year, in my opinion. You know, I'll, I'll sign it. I won't sign it. I'll do whatever you want with it. All you have to do is like and share the latest post announcing this current episode at Filmatic Podcast on Instagram, and you'll instantly be entered. Okay. Now that we got that out of the way, let's let's jump into it, all right? Spider-Man No Way Home, a 2021 film based on the Marvel Comics character Spider-Man, is co-produced by Columbia <laughs> Pictures and Marvel Studios and distributed by Sony Pictures. It's the third film in the trilogy and a sequel to Spider-Man Homecoming and Far From Home, and the 27th film in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. The film is, of course, directed once again by John Watts, written by Chris McKenna and Eric Summers again, and stars Tom Holland as Peter Parker alongside Zendaya, Bennington Cumberbatch, John Favreau, Jamie Foxx, Willem Dafoe, Alfred Molina, and many, many more. Spider-Man No Way Home was released on December 17th, almost a month ago, about, from the time of this recording. And it's received mostly positive reviews from critics, uh, with many praises for the performances and chemistry of the cast, screenplay, and uh action and we'll, we'll we'll get into it but um in terms of in terms of box office it's been a pretty two dismal years for the theatrical business due to the pandemic but uh spider-man has returned once again to shake things up um for those who don't know this uh, little fun fact back in 2002 the first spider-man movie uh the original one directed by sam raimi uh set an all-time record as the first film to earn over $100 million at the box office in one weekend. And uh, mm. it's kind of interesting now that it's another Spider-Man movie has come back to kind of kick off new records follow, in, in this post-pandemic era. Um, and it's it hit its first weekend with $260 million, leaving it as not only the best result of the pandemic by a little, but by a huge margin. Uh, more than doubling the opening of Venom, Let There Be Carnage, which itself uh, outperformed expectations. Uh, furthermore, and most in one of the biggest records, I'd say, uh, No Way Home was the second biggest opening weekend domestically of all time, second only to Avengers Endgame, uh, and ending out Infinity War, uh, once again in a pandemic. So, And it's isn't really, it like, yeah. like 12th like biggest movie of all time uh, or something you, like you, that? I was just getting to that. It was, uh, oh as, of, gosh. as of last weekend, as of this recording, the film stands at a huge $1.37 billion, making it the 12th highest grossing movie of all time. Thank you, Evan. And it's also Sony's biggest movie ever, taking the record from Far From Home. Um, and all of this, again, just made so much more impressive given the age of the pandemic and the upticks in the Omicron variant as we speak. <laughs> so today on Filmatic, I'd like to analyze and review the film from multiple perspectives. But it should be noted, I think I speak for at least three of us when we're when I say that we're viewing this as, uh, as Spider-Man 
fans and Spider-Man lovers. But uh, hit the sound. I think Mobile. hit the sound button. <laughs> hit the sound. We have a soundboard now. Sound button. Here we go. Hit the pizza time. Hit the pizza time. Here you go. Pizza time. Let's go. <laughs> Let's go. Uh, so okay, yeah. So without further ado, I'd like to introduce my guests. Uh, first up. Darian and I grew up back once again. Here we are, Spider-Man No Way Home. How are you feeling, Darian? Um, I'm hyped for the podcast. Uh, honestly, I want to see the movie again. Really? <laughs> Just hearing you give that intro made me want to watch the movie again. Um, but yeah, I'm happy to be here. That's hype. That's hype. Uh, Casey, you're here. Hello. What's up? What's going on? I am excited to talk about Spider-Man. I'm excited to eat some pizza. Oh, it's falling apart. Wake up. I went Evan. to New York. <laughs> Tried to go to Joe's Pizza, bro. It's fucked up. What's the, the location from the original Spider-Man? Spider-Man 2, Joe's Pizza. Cool. Line out the fucking door. I mean, just pizza. Twenty-nine minute guarantee. It's a promise. I didn't know there were that many fans I, of Spider-Man Two. Maybe it had to do with the fact that it was in Times Square, but I think I, most of them were. It's also like I'm pretty sure Times Square Spider-Man you know, Two. I mean, the movie's coming out. Yeah. True, the movie's com- was coming out when you went, so maybe that mm-hmm. attitude. That's crazy that you were saying like it's almost been a month. Like that's it. It literally has almost been a month since it's come Three out. Weeks, it's yeah. absurd. <laughs> it's messed up. Yeah, we're going to be uh, careful here. I don't want to have an existential crisis on the podcast about time. <laughs> but thank you for having me. Speaking of existential Happy crisis. to be back. Shut the fuck up, Darren. <laughs> <laughs> All right? We don't want to hear so, it. It's right, a reference you, to the movie. This is what right? you do every you week. <laughs> All right, let me just say one more thing with this, with this intro. It's been very long. You're chewing as you're talking. <laughs> you mute yourself while you chew. Not everyone wants to hear that. What was what? So, um, um, let me just say, uh, with this podcast, um. If you uh, were disturbed by my chewing sounds, um, <laughs> expect disappointment. Never be disappointed. I'll turn my mic off, all right? Okay. <laughs> Thank you. I just – hold on. Hold on. All right. <laughs> you, you guys understood that the existential crisis line was a reference to the movie, right? Introduce yeah, me. we get it. We get it. My back. Fuck oh, you. sorry. I couldn't see you, Evan. What movie are we even discussing All today? Right. And also, we have Evan Lemolier back once again. Evan's going to be here as uh, the voice. The voice uh, in the clouds. Um, due to some, some technical issues. I don't want to be um, on video. Or, or, okay, you could just – I was trying to cover for you, but okay, that's fine. I'm um, a big privacy guy, and that really segues well into our sponsor for this podcast, NordVPN. NordVPN. <laughs> nice. Um, Evan, you actually – what's your take on this movie? What movie? <laughs> <laughs> so if you, couldn't, 
listen, we're not going to do the same bit as the Justice League episode. We're just going to be upfront about it. Yeah, Evan, yeah. Evan has not seen that. Got old quick, you know. <laughs> Evan has not seen the movie. He's here to uh, shit on it. <laughs> no, no, no. Dang, it's too really? late for that. You know, it's like shoot. It's almost one o'clock while we're <laughs> recording this. <laughs> I don't have the energy to defend myself, you know. I didn't I mean, see it because, I don't know, I just, like, I didn't really feel like it. <laughs> I saw Nightmare Alley at around the same time the Spider-Man movie came out. So it was, like, you know, I don't know. I guess I was, like, I had this, like, savior mindset where I was, like, you know, oh, dude, this Guillermo del Toro movie is doing poorly. I'm going to support it by paying ten dollars to go see it at my local amc <laughs> so i did that instead my cousin i brought my cousin with me and like he would probably he would have much rather saw spider-man again because he had already seen it by that point um it's the know, real I'll problem probably, hey i'll probably catch it when it's on um disney plus i'll watch it because like you know hey i'll check it out might as well. I just watched uh, Avengers Endgame finally this year or last year, I guess, because it's 2022 now. Holy crap! Um, you know, I'll I'll get around to it. <laughs> I will say, Evan, uh, you probably are aware of this, but I think you're gonna enjoy it a lot more than Avengers Endgame. And I think anyone else who hasn't seen it should, you know, if if you're not a big Marvel person or you're kind of skeptical because of the the direction that the movies have skewed in or something like that. I think this is definitely one to go for. Uh, same thing. If you don't really like the Spider-Man movies compared to some of the older ones, I think it's a, uh, it sounds very dramatic and maybe that's why I want to say this because it is dramatic, but I feel like it is a, a paradigm shift for the MCU and MCU Spider-Man. Course correction. Definitely. Um, we'll get into that, but, uh, I guess I think there's going to be heavy spoilers throughout this, uh, this podcast. So I do, I think Darian kind of gave a good summary. If you haven't seen it yet, I think it's worth a watch, especially if like, I don't, I'm not going to keep repeating what Darian said, but warning from here on out, there's going to be spoilers. There's any other non-spoiler things anyone wants to say, go ahead. Ant-Made dies. <laughs> we cool. still doing non-spoilers? <laughs> I haven't seen that. I don't, I don't know. You haven't seen it, but you read it, right? <clears throat> I read it? Read it. Oh, read it. <laughs> Holy shit. I get it, I get it, I get it. It was oh, such a Neville, didn't you uh, read it on Reddit like uh, six months ago? No, I didn't. It's common misconception. <laughs> oh, you mean um, did I like read? Yeah, I read the summary on Wikipedia a couple weeks ago. Cool. I honestly, that's like you know the same experience as going to see it, you know, in theaters. That's debatable. I got to shut I got the just- fuck up. <laughs> Well, I mean, really, the only part of the movie that matters is the summary. I mean, it's 2021. Who has the time to watch a movie, let alone listen to it? You know what I mean? 
listen to it, like the soundtrack. It's, it's enough the soundtrack to for? watch it. Yo, does uh, is there like a you know popping soundtrack for this movie? Anyone make any songs for this movie? Is there like a you know little Uzi Vert No Way Home? Movie? No, but they do use uh some some De La Soul in the end credits, which I thought was pretty hype. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, good, you know, got a lot of a lot of awareness for the, oh, for the group because of, their stuff yeah. isn't on streaming. So the soundtrack so. is by the guy that did like you know all those other movies. What is the opening song in the beginning <laughs> sequence? It's like something with like it's kind of funky. It's got some drums in there. I like that shit. The opening scene. If you want to talk about the movie, um, <laughs> why? <laughs> the opening scene is great. I loved it. I knew from the opening scene, I was like, "This is gonna be a good ass movie." Everything well, the opening scene was just kind of a continuation of the last scene in Far From Home, right? Whoa, because whoa, you have it. So, what was the opening scene? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, sh- sure, it's a spoiler talk. Yeah, just give me a summary. Shut the fuck up. Evan hasn't seen Far From Home. Yeah, wait, so, so maybe we should give a summary. News. We should yeah, give a little yeah, summary. It, it, might, it might, you know, help you guys uh, discuss the movie more in depth. Yeah, no, it's a good, good device. Um, so, yeah, well, Maybe I don't know what you're going to take apart. Yeah, sure. Um, Casey, you yeah, take the first part. Where does it because, start yeah. from... Um, I don't. I haven't. It seen starts directly at the end of Far From Home. It picks up exactly where that movie left off, like the same. Where, do, where does that one leave off? Because I haven't seen that one. Uh, Spider Man and MJ are back in New York after the trip to who the fuck cares where. And well, like everyone knows that Tom Mysterio's dead. Yeah, Mysterio dies, and then he like had doctored the footage to set up Spider Man. And then this footage, you know, ends up getting leaked, and uh, J. Jonah Jameson, who's like Spider-Man, an Alex Jones. Yeah, yeah, he doxes him. Alex Mr. Jones doxes a child. Alex <laughs> J. Jones Jameson doxes Spider-Man. He does get swatted. He does. Wait, yeah, I was, that's what I was thinking. He literally oh, does. Shit. Um, okay. Yeah, it's like um, <laughs> Mysterio's like Keemstar. <laughs> Yes. I mean, yeah, basically. It's <laughs> a good way to put it. It's really insightful. Killer, he's really bad villains. <laughs> so, who wants to continue? Who wants to take the, well, this okay, first so act? You were, were going to take the first Yeah, you were going to say something. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it opens up right at the ending of Far From Home. Um, I'd like to also announce to the Filmatic uh, podcast that. Um, I've defended that movie in the past, and mm-hmm. I would like to. Uh-oh. Oh, this is what I've been waiting for. <laughs> the, the, the lore and the canon is about to, you know, take a little shift. I'd like to apologize oh. for my past actions and my defense of a movie that. I honestly was blinded. I was blinded by MCU. I was thinking that. I mean, I was thinking. I'm like, I'm not gonna say that. <laughs> but um, I, I would like to say genuinely, I've come around to uh, dislike the film. Normally, it goes the other way around. Nice. Um, like our friend Darian here nice. is a far from home lover now, little lover boy. <laughs> 
Um, no, 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 no. I'm a, I'm a home. I'm a lover boy. <laughs> Far from okay. home, I hate just as much, to be honest. Sure. I think... Just as much uh, as what? Oh, as... As before. Okay. I The one thing I liked from watching it again was Ned, but... Ned, <laughs> Ned, yeah. I think that's one of the most cringe things I could possibly say <laughs> to some people, but... But, um, yeah, no, I just, uh, especially after seeing this movie, I just want to say that, um, yeah, that movie sucks and it's ass and don't watch it. I would never watch that movie again. There's no reason to, especially after this one. Anyway, so, um, the, uh, movie begins with the, uh, final moment where his identity is revealed, as we've discussed, um, then there's some good little sequences of MJ and Peter swinging around. I really love the shot, one of the first shots in the movie, the guy trying to jump and grab on to Spider-Man, sure. and he just, like, fucking jumps off of a taxi and falls on <laughs> the ground. It's hilarious. And I think that the comedy right off the bat, I really enjoyed. I think that um, them going from that shit into the apartment scene um, where, you know, there are the helicopters coming in, Happy Aunt May are there. They walk in on uh, Peter and MJ having sex. I don't know why they chose to have sex at that point in the movie. It was kind of weird to have a sex scene that early. Um, but I enjoyed that part thoroughly. And... <laughs> and um, you know, I thought that how they handled, like, what would actually happen if, like, a superhero's identity was uh, revealed um, in this way, um, how people would actually respond um, in, in our, like, modern world, yeah. and uh, uh, how much of, like, a big news thing it would become, um, the on the internet, personal interactions how people respond to it i thought was really like um unique it makes me wish they had spent more time on that that act of the movie because it does feel a little little breakneck speed just getting through that i mean you of course get the the matt murdoch cameo right and i think he even mentions that it's not over yet you know there's still a court of public opinion and it kind of felt like it was hinting towards more was going to happen but nothing else happened. So, you know, up until the point where Doc Ock first appears, like, I feel like there could have been more there. And I know that would have extended an already long, a relatively long movie. But I think that you're right. Like, that's one of the more interesting components of the film, especially given in modern superhero films that we don't get to see a lot. So I would have, I would have liked more of that. Yeah, Hold and on, on that note... Wait, 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 wait. You saying Daredevil is in this movie? He yes. Is. For scene. Whoa, wee, whoa, whoa, wah, wah. <laughs> nah, it's, wait, wait, it's, it's wah, 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 wee, wah. <laughs> whoa, whoa, wah, wah. Um, but I was going to cool. say that I heard that there were actually... Um, like several deleted scenes um, yeah. featuring Matt, Matt Murdock, um, which could have aided in what you're talking about, but they definitely had to cut the movie down for time, which I think is interesting. Yeah. 
Yeah, it just almost feels like a a different movie up until the Doc Ock appearing, where that kind of is the game changer, you know? Kind of everything explodes, which is obviously it still works, but it would have been interesting to see more of that. Or maybe that's what it would have been more of the movie had there not been this whole multiversal villains plot if that hadn't panned out for rights or whatever and that's cool what thing about they were for sure. yeah yo can we take a quick aside i don't know if you've done this before on the filmatic but how would you guys rank the uh spider-man movies since you guys like have seen them all well, every single one of them yeah 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 that would be a funny uh, little thing to do. Probably uh, Spider-Man 2. Is it the best? Is the best one. Um, Spider-Man 1. I still... Okay, so... And I think this is something I thought we were going to get into later, but I can kind of talk about it now. Is like, Well, this movie I, I liked a lot. It's a good course correction. It's a fun movie. Had... Totally baited my nostalgia, and you know, got me in that sense. I do feel like Spider-Man Three, for example, technically is still a better film, if that makes sense. Casey, I see you making giving me some looks. Um, I don't know. Like, well, okay, what do you what do you think? Like, Nabil, you cannot say that is a good film i'm talking about compared to this compared to this like this still has this still has some of the mcu problems if we're being honest in terms of Mm. color you know framing cinematography some cinematography that's all i'm saying i'm not saying it's trash definitely compared to the rest of the mcu i'm just saying that i feel like spider-man 3 has a very distinct beating heart and has that because you know primarily because of who wrote it and who directed it you know what i mean again i'm it's hard to compare but i'm just talking mm-hmm. about in my kind of spider-man film ranking especially because no way home uh is built upon those it couldn't exist without that movie or any mm-hmm. of the other movies so it's kind of hard that's very true i um i guess where i I love Spider-Man 3. I've watched, I rewatched all of the Spider-Man movies before seeing No Way Home. Um, and watching Spider-Man 3 is a very fun experience. I'd say a similar amount of fun that I experienced while watching No Way Home. But, I guess what differentiates for me, um, I would I'll acknowledge that, like maybe how it looks, um, No Way Home is a little more sterile and typical of MCU movies today. But as for story, pretty much everything else this movie just kills it. It makes you actually feel something. And Spider-Man 3 makes me laugh a lot. 
but I feel nothing when I watch that movie. I'm like, this is ridiculous. This is fucking absurd. See, I don't. I don't agree with that. I feel like Spider-Man Three has, and we've, you know, we've talked about this in the in the episode where we discussed that trilogy. Is like Spider-Man Three has some really cool themes that mature from the second movie. You know, Peter's ego. You know, the growing relationship and the pains that come with it. Uh, and I think that even though Venom was forced it was kind of perfect for those themes and seeing, you know, and we've seen YouTube groups. We've, like you said, there is a lot of comedy that's come out of that due to internet culture and stuff. Like, but even for example, like the scene where Peter fucking hits Mary Jane, it's not out of nowhere. It's not, it's, it's raw and it's, you feel something. At least I feel something is what I'm trying to say. So I wouldn't, I wouldn't say I don't feel anything for Spider-Man three. Um, I don't know. Yeah. That's uh. Yeah, hey, that's a that was a good uh, discussion you put up for it. What would you guys say? Like, like would you, each of you guys agree that like Spider Man Two is your favorite? I actually don't know if like personally I have a favorite. I think maybe Spider Man Two, but also like I haven't seen it too many times or like enough to like really like say it's my favorite. I really do like the first one. I think, yeah, I think the first one. one is my personal favorite. Like, it's not like... I wouldn't say, it's like, close. Yeah. by any means it's, like, a perfect movie or anything. I don't think any of them really are. But, like, I think the most enjoyable one is probably that. Just seeing, like, that origin of Spider-Man. That was probably my favorite. I would say ranking, I'd go Spider-Man 1 this personal. I'm not going to argue over Spider-Man 2 being above Spider-Man 1 because it's pretty close for me, but I definitely think Spider-Man 1 edges into first for me. Um, I just fucking yeah. love the Goblin. I mean, Doc Ock is great too, don't get me wrong. It's, just, it's very close, but personal preference. I'd say Spider-Man 1 in first place, Spider-Man 2 in second place. I think I might put No Way Home at third, and then Spider-Man 3, then The Amazing Spider-Man. Then I'd go Homecoming, Tasm 2, Far From Home being the worst. Darren and I have the same ranking other than Spider-Man 2 and Spider-Man 1. Interesting. Yeah. No, 2 and 1 definitely switch places for me. Depending, like you said, just personally, like, just having a lot of attachment to seeing them growing up and like you said green goblin also i feel like well spider-man one probably has more flaws than spider-man two it is the perfect origin movie to me and started the origin movie uh template you know for superhero movies um and it was just so monumental so i can definitely respect and grapple with putting one over the other one over two, rather. Um, so yeah, that that's uh, that's the ranking. Um, now, you brought up someone said Doc Cox's name. Let's jump right back into this plot summary. So where do we leave off with the plot summary? I think just Matt Murdock, right? Yeah. Who wants to? Would you like on? me to continue? As someone yeah. else, give it give it to someone else. I'll let someone else talk. All right. Anyway, so I... <laughs> Seance? Uh, all right, so... <clears throat> I don't know exactly where you left off. I don't remember. 
But basically, um, you know, Matt Murdock comes in. Uh, Spider-Man evades all the legal trouble. Happy gets screwed, which I feel like they'll probably do something with in the future. Um, but I think one, one really good thing about this that they get right off the bat, and I think this is, while the first part of the movie I agree does feel different, I think they're kind of using it to set up these things that uh, remain important throughout the movie. Like, more like universe stuff, um, not necessarily like the tone or direction of the story. Uh, but like, so, you know, Happy gets screwed. Um, they like take like the, basically the the government, I guess, like seizes all of the remaining Stark tech, like Stark Industries is fucked. Uh, yeah. Pepper Pot's not an option, you know, to contact for like technology or some shit. Um, and basically Spider-Man's got nobody. Uh, so he ends up. Well, OK, actually, wait, uh, let me back up. Because of all of this, you know, as Matt Murdock said, the court of public opinion, him, MJ, and Ned don't get into MIT. And uh, it's explicitly stated that, you know, they weren't able to accept their application at all due to, you know, the current state of controversy surrounding these individuals. Um, and Spider-Man then, with no one else to turn to, decides to go to Doctor Strange. Um and he's like, you want to go back in time and make it so that this didn't happen because it's hurting people other than me. And Dr. Strange is like, I can't, I don't have the time stone, but I can make everyone forget that you were uh, Spider-Man or Spider-Man was Peter Parker. Um, so they decide to go through with that. And then at the last minute, while the spell is being cast, as you've probably seen in the trailer, Spider-Man Peter Fucks Parker is like, well, what about MJ? Like, that, like, would she even be my girlfriend if she forgot I was Spider-Man? And Doctor Strange is like, I don't know. Stop messing with the spell. And then he's like, what about Ned? What about Happy and Aunt which, May? And, um, which yeah. I feel like is like a... I, Here's, yeah, go ahead. I feel like it comes off a lot better in the movie than in the trailer. It doesn't like... Yeah. I liked it more seeing it in the theater. I was like, okay, this isn't as stupid as the the way it seemed in the trailer and also Dr. Strange being told by Wong, which if you've seen the trailer in, in that Wong tells him not to cast the spell that immediately was like, this feels really forced and weird. That just doesn't happen in the movie. This is just a fake scene for the trailer. So I think, I don't know. I personally liked the, the process and I think it makes sense that he was like, yes, please fix this. Like I'll do anything and doesn't really understand the, the concept of casting a spell, so then tries to go back on it and messes it up. Yeah, um, it does feel like, especially like you said, it feels better in the movie, but even from the trailer, it was like, oh my god, like, stupid Tom Holland's Peter Parker acting like a little bitch again. And I think that part of that is still true when I, look, when I watch that scene. It's like, okay, you're just being a stupid idiot. He actually faces consequences for it, right? Like, he actually, that's the whole movie, is him facing consequences for being inconsiderate slash stupid, whatever you want to call it, right? Um, and, and I think that's feeds into the course correction, or as we described earlier. Anyway. Also, yeah. I don't want to say this to defend Far From Home, but really, all of this is him facing the consequences of Far From Home, if you True. think about it. Because he... The glasses. Is, yeah, he, he decides to give the glasses to Mysterio, which enables all of this to happen, and then... then instead of you know uh dealing with it like a hero 
or argue, arguably you could say uh, as a hero because he's being selfless, he decides to try to undo his mistakes. Um, and then there's more consequences, like you said. Uh, so after that point, uh, basically the spell doesn't work and Doctor Strange is like, I had to contain it in this thing. Um, and they go on and uh, Peter's like, okay, I'm going to go talk to this lady from MIT because I didn't think of that. Which that part was probably the worst part of the scene. Yeah. Doctor Strange is like, I liked, I liked Doctor Strange being like, you're an idiot because... It felt good. It's like the comedy works, but like it's kind of sucks to think that Peter Parker's that stupid. You know? Yeah, I do <laughs> like though that they like. I feel like they tried to pay more attention to it because they're like, I, he's like, I'm sorry, you know, like you're a 16 year old or not not a 16 year old, 17 year old. He's, he's like you're just a he's kid. Be, so. yeah. yeah, he's he's like you're still in high school. You know, sometimes I forget. And then he's like, you didn't even ask the college. You're an idiot. Get out of here. Like, yeah. You, tampered with this and you didn't even try first so then peter goes to try to talk to this lady from mit and that's when doc ock appears on the bridge he has to save her i think we can use this as a point to discuss you know that scene more generally if you guys would want to because it's a pretty big highlight yeah um i think preemptively and you're gonna be hearing a lot of this in the podcast i think from all of us especially me is just like the standouts. I mean, it's absurd to me how well uh, Alfred Molina and Willem Dafoe step back into their roles and how, you know, in, in hand with that, the screenwriters wrote their lines. It felt exactly like them. You know what I mean? And it was, and it, as a fan and as a Spider-Man lover, it was so just hype just to hear him be like, and I know that this has actually gotten some flack from some reviews I've seen. It's just like, oh, well, it's just nostalgia baiting and it's using the same lines again just to fucking make fans cheer. And there's a whole conversation about that, too, which we can have. But, I mean, it was just it was like the power of the sun in the palm of my hand. And what have you done with my machine? I don't know. I, I don't know. Maybe maybe I fell right for the bait. I will say that's like one nice. of <laughs> that's one of the things that, like, worries me the most going into it. Like, I'm... I guess I'm kind of worried how they are going to treat those characters from the old movies that were so interesting. And I'm, I, I want to like, I want to know like from you guys how, and like, like what kind of aspects of it, maybe like their performance or their lines, like that makes that, that makes it, you mm-hmm. know, worth it in your, your guys' minds. I want to like, really quickly step so in and say, I'm very on the edge of my seat to talk about this, but I think it would be better if we finish discussing the scene really quick so that we can also include Willem Dafoe because he's involved in the second half of the scene. Mm -hmm. Um, Are we getting ahead of ourselves? (laughs) Well, I think that Willem Dafoe and Doc Ock, specifically in regards to your question, Evan, um, I was worried about that also. Yeah, that was my But I want to give some context of what happens in this scene because it already starts to show uh, how they handle what you're talking about. Oh, okay. um, one yeah. specific thing at the end of the scene uh, I really, really liked um, regarding... Well, you can go ahead and character. just do the scene then. If you yeah, yeah so I mean, it, it really, if you want to get into it, it's like a big CGI fight, I guess. But like, it's a pretty <laughs> good one. Doc Ock like, uses 
um, the fucking like stabby thing in the end of the tentacles, which I yeah. thought was cool. Small attention to detail, you know. They didn't have to reuse that. It's not like an iconic Doc Ock thing. Yeah, outside they really of didn't have to. <laughs> um, so I liked that. Uh, he ends up, you know, going to stab Peter, and like the nanotech gets on him. Uh, basically, the the helmet has to like move down to stop Peter from getting stabbed, which reveals that he doesn't recognize Peter Parker, and he's like, "What's going on?" Um, and since he's absorbed all the nanotechnology. You know, I, I think, okay, listen, I think a lot of people might not like this and I get why, but I think it is, it, it works well enough in the context of what the movie needs to do this early on. And I think it logically makes sense that this is able to happen is like, uh, the, the nanobots like fucking are paired to Peter's suit. So he is able to like sync with them and they're like inside of Doc Ock's arms, uh, so he's able to like stop him from fucking killing everyone and go save this lady. And then right as that concludes, Green Goblin flies in, throws a pumpkin bomb, but then they're warped to Doctor Strange's uh it's like underneath the sanctum. I forget the name for it. What is it called? It's The Crypt. Yeah, the Crypt. The Crypt, yes. <laughs> and um I don't know exactly. You're going to have to refresh my memory here. But basically, at this point, you find out that Doctor Strange is like, uh, yeah, the spell like fucked up. And I already had to go like capture the lizard. And now this guy. So this is bad. At some point after this, screen. We, we see it goes to Willem Dafoe's Green Goblin. Um, and he's like in an alley. This is before he encounters anyone again. This isn't exactly chronological, but he's like in an alley and he's like taking off the costume and he's like covering up the glider. And, you know, you like hear the goblin voice talking to him just like in the first movie and he like smashes the mask. And uh, that's pretty cool. I Yeah, I really, really liked that scene. And I also really liked the way that he flies in and then cuts away. I felt like it was yeah. like perfect. You hear it the works. laugh. Yeah, also, I feel like uh, Doc you know, Ock is like can pull off <laughs> a good performance. <laughs> yeah, was he good in it? Well, like, what, did it like seem like he was actually like? No, he know? he was he, he was trying, <laughs> and he was also. I want to say though, it was well written for him. Like they gave him that scene. You know what I mean? Yeah. They didn't have to do that. They could have just had him flying and fight Spider Man. Oh, yeah, well, that's good. Um, but it, it gets even that. better as we go throughout the plot. I also yeah. just I really liked that Doc Ock in that scene like references that he knows who Norman Osborn was and knew what happened to him prior to the events of Spider-Man 2 and they don't just like use it once as like a, oh I know who Norman Osborn is like I feel well, like he like actually... says it to him like he's like oh you're the fool who turned himself into a monster like there's yeah. a lot of stuff like that where they're actually like talking to each other and it actually builds the worlds of the Raimi universes in between movies and it doesn't feel out of place. You know, and it like feels it makes like sense. actually thoughtful. It yeah. feels like not just like, Oh, like references and uh, like, right. You know, fan service. It doesn't really feel, especially like there's a big scene when they're all in the crypt or prison or whatever together where they're kind of, it's kind of giving the audience the contextualization. If they don't remember what happened in those movies, it's like, Oh, who's this guy? What happened to him? 
but the conversation they're having actually feels natural. It doesn't feel like it's just throwing exposition at you. It actually and it also does the very important job of explaining, uh, like, why is Doc Ock trying to kill Peter Parker slash Spider-Man after the ending of Spider-Man 2, where he had a change of heart and saved the city and sacrificed himself. He's, like, uh, basically been brought in from a point as he recounts what he last remembers, you know, before appearing in the city. Uh, he's been brought in from the point before Peter was able to convince him, you know, that what he was doing was wrong. So the arms are in control of him, and, like, it makes sense. Uh, you know, they don't devalue his arc at the end of the movie, which right. I think which is, is what I was, I was afraid of that. I was – and I think I, I shouldn't – note that firsthand is like as much as I'm, I'm gushing about a lot of these things is like I did not have high hopes going in for like I was Same. excited to see the movie but I had a very large part of myself especially after those last two movies and knowing the MCU and how I feel about a lot of it that they were going to ruin some of my favorite characters you know but they didn't and that's I think that's why I also feel so so strongly about it um you know, and I, I don't think, honestly, like, yeah, maybe to, maybe to people like us, they did have to, like, explain that to, you know, to show that they're not invalidating the arc of the character. But I feel like they didn't really have to do that. I feel like they could have gotten away with just being like, yeah, he's fighting Spider-Man. It's Doc Ock. It's a villain. Whatever. You know, here he is. Yeah. Like, they didn't have, they could have just been like, oh, where am I? And all that. Like, they didn't yeah, have like, to have they, a whole scene where they actually built that And story. I mean... <laughs> Not only that, but they go much farther beyond just, like, respecting the other movies and the characters uh, by, like, actually trying to add something valuable valuable to them that doesn't feel out of place. Um, I think we're skipping some scenes, but I feel like going to the point of the, the homeless shelter next would be best so that we can reference, you know, an example of that with Willem Dafoe's character. Yeah. So, well, I think the the only big scene that happens before that is the electro. Oh, does that happen before? You're right. It does. Okay. So, so True. just for summary, I, I guess I can. It's a good example, about. also because of Sandman. Yeah. So basically, after Doctor Strange tells Peter this is what's going on, he sends Peter out to find more of these intruders, and Peter's like, "Well, I want MJ and Ned to be here." So, MJ and Ned are in the crypt as well. I know. I'm just saying that for for plot reference. And uh, he goes out to where there have been reports of a strange sighting of whatever. And it's just like this big field with a bunch of uh, electric towers. And Electro appears, shows up, and is like reforming energy. And during that is fighting Peter. And at that time, Sandman also shows up. And Sandman, coming off of where he, we last saw him in Spider-Man 3 is friendly towards Peter at first. And is like, it's me, Flint Marco, do you remember? And Peter's like, well, I'm not your Peter, whatever. They fight, Sandman and Peter team up and fight Electro. Long story short, he sends them back to the prison. Um, so then the only one left is Green Goblin, like you said. And uh, Aunt May calls Peter, says, hey, I think one of the guys you're looking for just walked into the homeless shelter. And Peter rushes over there and anime is sitting there with Norman Osborn. But from this point onwards for a while, it's going to be the side of Norman Osborn that is Norman Osborn and not the Green Goblin. Um, so basically, 
uh, he's like, what am I doing here? What, what happened to my son, my company? I thought that was a good touch. I really liked that they had a few Harry Osborne references in there because it should be important to uh, Tobey Maguire's character, Peter and Norman Wait, Osborne. he's in the... He, he's in the... Mo- he's in the movie? <laughs> yes. Tobey Maguire is in Spider-Man No Way Home. Uh, Isn't James Franco, like, canceled for some allegations? Yeah. See, that's the thing is what I was going to say. Didn't James yeah. Franco, like, fuck up? <laughs> I, think some, I, like, I guess he did. <laughs> I think he started in acting school and then, like, had tried to have sex with his students and or had sex with them <clears throat> oh, no. to trade for... Like, no, I think he... Um, I don't know. He's talking on Orange no. Girls, right? Yeah, I think there was something about, like, him having sex with a dolphin. Uh, <laughs> what? And, uh, oh, with uh, David Park? Yeah, and, like, like, a dolphin? David Park, like, <laughs> fucking was, like, employed by him to make some kind of tale... Right, or because, like a, it's basically a device that lets humans more easily fuck dolphins, and it like yeah. takes away the ability. Connor was telling us about this, right? Yeah, I mean, well, David Park is Connor's dad, actually. Oh, yeah. I don't oh, know okay. if people know about that. Yeah. But oh, okay. Is this in Clearwater? <laughs> well, yeah, you know about Winter from a Dolphin's Tale. She died recently. Yeah, yeah right. I mean, Connor's dad. Is that what you guys are referencing? Yeah, I mean, True I don't fun. know how much we wanted to. I don't know if we were supposed to go. I mean, I think Connor this. shared it before on the podcast. He has shared it. Roll the clip. Yeah. My dad. Oh my Swim. god, he does what? Your dad makes dolphins. <laughs> makes them Jesus. do what? <laughs> Why would somebody want dolphins to be able to? Dude, that's horrible. Okay, <laughs> frankly, Connor. Wait. Did you guys hear that? He clearly shared it before. I um, I'm sorry Shocking. for bringing this up, uh, David. Um, All right. Well, back anyway, to anyway. Um, <laughs> can we get like a, a so James Franco's canceled? Like, Obviously, he's not in the movie, but I think it's a video still from good. David Park. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, David Park. If you're out there, feel free to respond to us. <laughs> yeah, we need to get like a David Park response video. Where David he's, like, Park reacting to, like, Casey's, like, apology. David Park and he's like, And he's like, oh, it's okay, it's okay. <laughs> Don't worry, Casey. <laughs> I forgive you. You're right, I did f- Says, like, a prayer or something. Right. J- yes, you're right. James Franco is cancelled. Hence, I think a big reason why he didn't appear in this movie. Because I feel like there would have been a lot of thematic value to him being the sixth member of the... Of the Sinister Six. Of course, we only get five villains in the Fuck movie. Fuck the lizard, bro. Get him out of this movie. The lizard? Oh, wait, I they do want to They shafted the lizard, though. They shafted the lizard and made him a, a joke, which I kind of get. I sort of get in terms of, like, how much there is going on. But also, they he doesn't even sound like him. He has, like, a weird, posh British accent. And, like, I don't know. It just seems weird. It seems like a much more sophisticated version of the lizard. What I wanted to say... Uh, Nabil is, this is just very speculative, okay? And it's kind of a non-sequitur in regards to what we're talking about. 
aside from the fact that it's related to this character. But they leave, like, this ambiguity of, like, when the lizard came to this timeline, right? And he doesn't die in The Amazing Spider-Man, in case anyone didn't remember. Well, there's a pretty movie. funny line in the movie. Well, it's not supposed to be funny, but I thought it was funny. They're all talking about how they died or if they died or not. And then at the end of the conversation, right before Doctor Strange comes in and causes the next scene to start, the lizard's like, tell me, Mac. He is, I can't do the voice, but he's a stupid, stupid British accent that sounds really, like, stereotypically bad. And he's like, Max, do you know if I died? And then no one answers him, and then the next scene starts. Yeah. I laughed at it because it was just the timing is so funny. Well, it's like, <laughs> I, I don't know, like, he doesn't die, obviously, but I don't think that he's, there's no possible way he's being brought in from the Amazing Spider-Man 1 movie at any point, right? Because throughout that movie, he constantly, like, reverts back to his human form until he is, like, you know, eventually stopped. And, like, I don't know if you guys remember, but he has to, like, go readminister the serum. None of that happens throughout this movie. Yeah, you could say, like, oh, yeah, because it, it wouldn't make sense that he's able to do that and, like, they didn't want to fucking have him retransform and all of this stuff during the movie, whatever. I don't know. To me, I kind of got this vibe. Like, also, like you said, the fucking accent. He was acting way more human. Uh, I felt like right. maybe... I don't know. It's weird also because he doesn't comment on Andrew Spider-Man. And Andrew Spider-Man doesn't really comment It's just on like, hello, Peter, much. when he sees him later. That's it. Yeah, I feel like that's why I'm like, they shafted him. But I feel like maybe they were implying that, like... This is, like, the lizard, like, continued doing this shit after the events of The Amazing Spider-Man 1. Well, And yeah. became more and more, you know, he kept refining this process to make himself a better right. lizard. <laughs> yeah. No, that's a pretty smart explanation. And also, now that you're saying it, I do kind of agree, like, because there's obviously so much importance in, in uh, Andrew's Spider-Man fighting Electro. You know, they have that scene at the end where he's like, you're not a nobody, whatever. But, like... This is, the lizard is the guy who killed fucking Gwen's dad, right? So, like, yeah, you'd think there'd be some kind of... Well, it also sucks because there's the whole, like, he looked up to Dr. Connors. Like, you know, right. there's also that non-lizard relationship that Peter and him had. Whether it was portrayed well in the movie or not, I don't think it was portrayed that poorly. They didn't give it a ton of time in The Amazing Spider-Man. But, like, it seems like they gave that attention to, like... Uh, you know, Andrew, <clears throat> Spider-Man, and Elektra. Maybe they were trying to redeem that character because it was so poorly received. I don't know. It just feels it feels like they did a very good job with all of the other villains, and the Lizard just kind of felt like he was there, you know? Do you remember when you pointed out the Lizard made that racist comment where he's like, that can't be his girlfriend, no way. <laughs> yeah, I mean, well, I at first... Okay, I, I honestly, I get that it's... First, I said, was that a sexist joke? Unironically. What's because, wrong, Casey? Because basically what happens, for context, okay, there are lizards in the fucking um, jail There's cell no... thing in the yeah. crypt, and MJ is basically like being very assertive and brash. That That's the only context. There's and no other context. The lizard just says, there's no way that's his girlfriend. And yeah, like, maybe it's a reference to Gwen Stacy, but, like, I don't fucking think so. It, it doesn't didn't come sense. off like that. I don't think Dr. Connors really was aware 
that Gwen and Peter had a relationship before he turned into the fucking lizard and accidentally <laughs> killed her father. I don't think Dr. Connors gives a fuck because it's not even the Peter I have that no he intention knows. of settling down. The lizard's still out there. <laughs> I mean, it's probably more just like a judgment on it's their just, personality. Like it's probably no, just a poorly written line. No, but that's, that's, why just that's my like, take on it is that it's just girl, really terrible joke being well, like yeah. it's he a is a nerd and so cannot have sexy Zendaya girlfriend yeah or a girlfriend <laughs> that's like making a bitch out of him in the conversation still feels misogynistic <laughs> I don't though. feel that that was the intention well okay here's what I'm saying she doesn't do anything that's like super smart or super cool all she does is yell at Peter and then he's like there's no way that's his girlfriend. I think he's just she calling just her hot. It's just a bad I don't line. think that... That's <laughs> even creepier, okay? It is a child. She is a high schooler. He is a 50-year-old like, man. She'd be really cool. He is a lizard. He is a lizard. He is an intelligent <laughs> lizard. He's a dog. Okay? So the only reason he's a lizard is because he wanted... New way home. He wanted to grow his right hand back, okay? So you don't you see True. the theme, Okay. Oh my god, bro. And Do you remember that YouTube Pokemon video <laughs> yeah. where he's tracking children instead of lizards? Anyways. Hold on. <laughs> Jesus Christ. There's a video where Dr. Connors <laughs> and the Amazing Spider-Man works with Andrew Garfield to track children Listen. because Andrew Garfield is trying to fuck Tom Holland. It's a great video. <laughs> Can we talk about Listen, the... Quarantine got us down some weird... <laughs> Rabbit holes. Can we talk it's about the blowjob YouTube? Blow. <laughs> Mr. Jameson, please blow me. me. Look it up, guys. Just look it up. That's all I'm going to say about that. Google that. Um, Mr. It's Jameson. Called, it's called, um, like, what is it? Peter Parker refuses to eat his green vegetables. That's the video. It's in the first there 30 seconds. Just watch the fucking video. It's awesome. There you go. It's actually so funny. It is. It is. It is. It's it's good. Even if you don't give a fuck about Spider-Man, it's really good editing. Movies, it's it's good so it. funny, dude. Yeah. Um, what were we talking about originally? I think the villains. The villains. Electro gets captured with Sandman. We were making our way to the Green Goblin homeless shelter scene. Yes. No, we talked. We started talking about that. <laughs> well, well, okay. So the Green Goblin is after in the homeless shelter. He is Norman Osborn. He is at least acting like the Green Goblin. Is not there presently, and um, Aunt May tells Peter. Well, Peter's like, I gotta send these guys back. You know, I gotta send them back to their universes. And Aunt May's like, Well, is that really what you want? Or, or no, is it is it the right? Basically, asking him, is it the right thing to do? To send well, yeah, because Peter says it, it's what's best for him. He can get the help he needs in his universe. Or there you go. Yeah. He can get the he can get the help he needs where he came from. Like basically. You know, we need to send him back. That's what's best for him, not me. And then Aunt May's like, is it really best for him? Or is it just what's easiest for you? Mm -hmm. And I think that uh, Willem Dafoe's performance in the scene was really good. He was very, like, scared. He talked about how... donuts. Yeah, that was pretty funny. I thought it was a very subtle joke. It wasn't forced, and I thought it was pretty funny. Yeah, no, it was good. I feel like it comes back to the the obviously maybe this was intentional, but the fruitcake scene, you know. <laughs> I didn't think about that. Whoa! What was that? Evan. <laughs>
What? What? Oh, is that my cue? Okay. That was your cue. <laughs> I screwed it up, guys. <laughs> yes, That's guys. Two times now. <laughs> there was a little technical difficulty, but we're back. All right, let's jump right back in. Ooh. Evan, we forgive you. Uh, is this where we kick Evan? Remember that show where we're gonna- that was we did we did plan a bit where we, we were, were gonna- going to write in a narrative. We were gonna have a narrative. I had the lines partially written. <laughs> but can you believe this? I don't think we can. We can I, say this. I don't think I could have committed to the character. That's fair. That's fair. It's all right. My Fuck agent said you. I could. My agent said I could release this information. Okay. I just okay. I. <laughs> <laughs> you just oh, farted holy no, shit no, bro that was, that was disgusting it was not me oh, oh, man. it's okay it happens yeah. to all of us we should uh, I'll cut it out hey, don't worry hey, I'll cut it out it wasn't me you don't need to cut it out cause I'm, I'm the goblin it wasn't me um, <laughs> it wasn't me it was the goblin I swear it wasn't. I believe you. I believe you. Okay. What are we talking about? Darren, do you remember? Okay, oh, we're talking so about No Way Home. Shelter. The Green Goblin is not present. Willem Dafoe is there. We already went over this. Aunt May is like, do you want to send him back because it's best for him or because it's what's best and easiest for you? And uh, I think Willem Dafoe performed really well. He acted very afraid of the Goblin... Um, we were saying he stole donuts in the background uh, as potentially a reference, you know, to him going to touch the food and Aunt May slapping his hand oh, away, which didn't I didn't happen. even know that. That's all. I didn't recognize that. That's Such a genius I hope reference. that's what it is, but either way, I think it's it's very subtle because it's like he's not in focus of the camera. It's, blurred, it's not yeah. noticeable. Like, So it wasn't like some weird joke that like fucking made his character seem like un- like randomly funny with no explanation. I didn't mm-hmm. think it came off like that personally. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyways, Peter ends up willingly driving him to the crypt instead of, you know, teleporting him there and scaring the shit out of him. He tries to do the right thing because of Aunt May. Um, Doctor Strange ends up locking him up anyways. Uh, and I think he gives a good performance there where he's kind of freaking out. And he's like, Peter... Peter, what's going on? You know, like, it's interesting. Also, I think we failed to mention this. Maybe I just uh, forgot that you said it, Nabil. Um, But I think in the context of, you know, him saying stuff like that to Peter and being afraid and kind of like trusting him and relying on him, it's a big thing that happens because from the get-go, when he goes to the homeless shelter, he, he tells Peter, or maybe Aunt May tells Peter, like, he came here because... <clears throat> Spider-Man was part of the advertising for the shelter, which is a thing in Far From Home. He does like a little press event. And uh, Norman recognized Spider-Man as someone who had tried to help him. Uh, and, you know, therefore, he, it's like he very clearly um, is struggling <laughs> with the duality of this, you know, goblin persona and uh i don't know i think it creates an interesting dynamic between tom holland spider-man and him which otherwise would seemingly not exist at all because he doesn't know him um 
And I think it kind of sets him up to be the main villain of the movie in a lot of ways. Right. Um, yeah, I'd agree with that. And, uh, okay, so right after that, like you said, he gets teleported to the prison. And um, we get the, the line. The line that's uh, revered by many. Can you say it? Can you, who, you know, who wants to? I'm something of a scientist myself. What'd you guys think of that line? Corny? I didn't think it was corny. I thought it was funny. They were talking about science at the time. I mean, it fits the thing. It's on the It's perfect. It's It's literally something he's said before, like as a character. Yeah. He clearly likes touting the fact that he's smart and does science, you know? (laughs) I also think that's something that they like, I think they kept like small parts of the characters that are like important and felt nice. Like when he's, like when Peter addresses him as Mr. Osborne, he's like, Dr. Osborne, you know, like it, and you know, he, in this same scene exchanges words with Doc Ock, goes further into the whole thing where Doc Ock's like, you know, you look like you end up, you know, you did this to yourself and you end up dying, you know, like, I'm not going to listen to you. I don't want to get help. You know, mm-hmm. you're the one that got yourself into this in the mm-hmm. first place, so to speak. So, yeah, and I wanted to bring that up also because there was an interview that was published um, on DiscussingFilm.net. It was an interview with the writers of the film, and I just want to read a little quote here. So the question is, I think you guys had some fun with throwing in old lines and callbacks from previous Spider-Man films for the fans. How did you decide which of these nods you were going to feature and how to use them right? And uh, one of the writers of the two, Eric Summers, says, quote, it's a balancing act because we love those previous movies, the Sam Raimi and Mark Webb's ones, ones, and we want to pay homage to them and make the fans happy. But you don't want to just do lazy fan service for its own sake because it'll ring false at some point. It's a balancing act, and at every point, again, you have to be thinking about the story. So if you really want to hear the, this villain say the line that he said in that other movie, you can't let that drive you in terms of finding a moment for that. If you go looking for that and you spend all this time, you're going to end up writing some scene that maybe doesn't even need to be in the film. So, end quote. And I think that that really kind of, it's good to have an assurance that that's not what's being seeked out for the sake of seeking it out. Mm -hmm. Um, So I just wanted to mention that because I read it. So, And I think it comes off that way, as I've said multiple times. I agree. I think they succeed. Yeah. So, again, so moving forward, the plot, what happens? So, in that scene... Okay, so that's when Peter grabs the box from Doctor Strange, and we get this big, probably the most promoted fight in the movie in the movie's promotion, uh, the the fight between Doctor Strange and Spider Man for the box. Um, what did you guys think of that? Fucking uh, awesome! Yeah, good fight scene. I like the Doctor Strange visuals still, even if they're fucking have already been used before again in only one doctor strange movie i don't know if maybe i might have had this conversation with one of you guys actually being nabil or casey so not to come off as kind of aggressive but after seeing it um i was like i don't really care if we've seen like mirror dimension effect before like i think it still looks sick they haven't done it that much um and it's like a pretty unique visual style i think it's fun to watch and it makes sense Doctor Strange is fucking literally manipulating reality. Like, how else are you going to show it in a cool way? Yeah, I agree. I think it's like, I don't know. I feel like there's so many things that you can 
just write off as like, oh, classic fucking MCU, cool fight scene on a fucking green screen set um, where neither of the actors are even there. But like, compa- th- uh, maybe this isn't a great comparison, but it's just like, I feel like they do it very well um, compared to other MCU movies. Like, I think of like the ending fight scene in Black Panther, which is one of the worst <laughs> things I've ever seen in my life. Even the end game ending fight. Yeah. Yeah. Very in many boring, ways, yeah. Like background wise. Yeah. Like, it's just like the green screen kind of just sucks. Yeah. Might as well be a black fucking wall behind I mean, I even saw a shot recently on Twitter where someone was posting, like, oh, I remember when this happened in the movie, and it's like Cap holding the shield and hammer. And if you look at it for more than five seconds, it just looks like a terrible shot because of the background, because of the lighting. But you can just tell that that's in front of a fucking blue screen. It's like riding on the moment of, like, oh, Cap's holding the hammer. This scene could have easily just ridden on, like, Doctor Strange is fighting Spider Man, but they did cool shit with it, like the fucking portal and the webs. Knocking that was really him cool. Out of his body into the astral plane. Even when which, they're on the, yeah, sorry. I was just gonna say, you know, the spider sense. Thing. Yes, the spider I sense. Like that was cool. Because it, it, you know, I did think seeing them in the trailer. I did. I was thinking like, oh, how is he gonna get the fuck out of that? You can't escape that when you get fucking kicked out of your fucking body. But the fact that they use spider sense. That feels very comic book to me. You know what I mean? Like yeah, I mean, I think this has been kind of covered by other people. Maybe we talked about it personally, Nabil. But it's like an interesting reference, you know, to like how Spider-Man's spider sense is supposed to have something to do with the the web of the multiverse. Very comic mm-hmm. book tier thing. But like, I think it's cool. Yeah. Like there's yeah, more significance to, another level. to it, yeah. you know? Yeah. Um. Yeah, and even though there was one part, what I was going to say is when they're fighting on the train in the Grand Canyon mirror dimension scheme thing, uh, where there's like a – first they do the endless portal thing where there's a portal above him and below him and he's falling through it infinitely, which is pretty cool to see. But also like that he shoots a web up through it so it connects to him but also connects to the box. I think you know what I'm talking about. That yeah, yeah. Like, and now that I'm thinking about it, it's there were a lot, shit, yeah, a lot of creative things in that actually. Um, also, I wanted to say minor gripe that I thought at first in the movie and during the trailer is I'm like, why are they fighting the Grand Canyon? Because I'm always like, I don't know. I always just want to see Spider-Man fight New York, and I liked when right. the city was morphing and shit. But I realized uh, that they were trying to make it so that Dr. Strange was trapped somewhere very far away without his sling ring. So he could not get back. Right. So like, and I, I think it's, I liked that they wrote him off at a certain point in the movie pretty early. Well, They don't have a choice, right? That's fair. It's like the Superman problem, right? Yeah. (laughs) Such an overpowered character. Also just, you know, that is, that is probably the main component of it. But also just to give Spider-Man the independence and have him in way over his head, you know? Mm-hmm. Right. I think um, – well, also something to note that I didn't actually know was part of the deal until I was reading more about this movie is that they had to put – so as part of the, the Marvel-Sony deal and the, and the fact that like Sony gains – one over and marvel games one what i mean by that is like for example with these movies like a clause in the deal is that when there's a spider-man movie there has to be one marvel character in it 
which is why we've had Iron Man and why Doctor Strange had to appear in this movie. And um, I, I just didn't know that that was a requirement. So I just thought that was interesting to bring up. It's not just something that's being, it's not a speculation anymore. It's literally being forced. And mm. I, I do think they made Ooh. it work. Yeah. <laughs> I, <laughs> I do think they made it work for this, for all the reasons we've said, but I, I didn't know that was a requirement. Um, Pretty interesting. I mean, I think where this movie ends off and some of this shit on social media which we can get into later, though. Maybe that won't be the case anymore. Who knows? Maybe. I don't know. It's very optimistic thinking, but my, it my only possible. It's possible, know? but the only reason I don't think so, particularly, is because if you have a movie that's successful, why would they change anything? You know what I mean? That's fair. Like, just profit-wise. But uh, I guess we'll see, and we'll talk about that. So they have the little fight. Spider-Man wins by... Using math. What did you guys think of that line? Where he's like... You know, it's what's math. I feel like every math teacher is going to use that. You know, first day of class, play that scene on the, on the active board. Mr. Mickey That does seem pretty Mickey Ellie tier. Vector! Vector! Despicable <laughs> Me joke. Vector. I mean, to be fair, I, I'm a sucker for Despicable Me jokes, so I didn't mind it. Uh... <laughs> yeah. Because I'm happy. <laughs> I think in the moment I was like, eh. But yeah. I think the concept is cool. Yes. He, oh, the concept that that's how he I mean? wins yeah. in the mirror yeah. dimension. It actually shows off Peter Parker being smart, which I like. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. feel like that's something that's exactly not as prevalent all the in time. In these anymore. movies. Yeah. Actually, so, they do focus on that a lot in this movie. I feel like at multiple right. points, which we get into because now even, like he... they focus on it. Like it doesn't feel forced. It just feels like they actually acknowledge that he's really fucking smart and can use that. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, well, because that leads into this next part where he decides that he's going to try to cure the villains. Arguably, um, I think this is one of the best parts of the movie. It's the, the best. sequence where they're in the. In the apartment house and everything that happens after that, yeah. It's a, it's it, really, really it really shows the true like alpha brain of Spider Man. Okay, okay. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <Alpha-brain Spider-Man. laughs> Jesus, you might as well just cut that out. <laughs> <laughs> so now we're not. Yeah, that that one was funny. That you should try. We'll cover rest for cutting out. Yeah, try it. Try it oh. again. Ben sounded so disappointed in himself. <laughs> I just I wasn't sure yet. <laughs> I didn't good. know if you were continuing with it. Yeah, yeah that's what it reminds me of a joke I was gonna make earlier. All right, listen. The lizard, get this. C is MJ. <laughs> what the hell? And. He's like, there's no way he could be, he could be, uh, he could be piping, dated. he could be piping, uh, Peter, wait, fuck, he could <laughs> be, <laughs> what am I, the lizard's like, no way I could be piping Peter, <laughs> no way, <laughs> the lizard is an alpha male, alright, his whole gimmick is wanting to become a better than human, alright, you could possibly lizard. say he's a, he's a uh, lizard. 
All right. He sees, <laughs> he sees Twink Peter Parker, a simp male human. <laughs> a simp alpha male And it's like, human. there's no way Zendaya could be dating this simp. I am the <laughs> Oh my god. I don't know how to make it stop. There we go. I didn't the know you deals. played drums, Evan. That was not me. Oh yeah, Evan's giving us our life sound effects. He's shy about it. That was Nabil's industrial music. I don't Wait, have can we sound. Hear, can we hear Evan's other sound Nabil's effects? solo career. Wait, Evan, do the other sound you're good at making. <laughs> Oh, dude. That was dude, a wet one. What the fuck? I can smell it from over here. Okay. Yeah, dude. Come on. Dude, what is somatic comment to, bro? <laughs> Making fart jokes. Yeah, okay. To be fair, this is a better fart joke than the one you guys came up with. Okay. What's the fart joke? No, no, that would have been a fart joke. No, the four Cut hour fart out. joke. Cut this out. I want to say it. Cut this out. <laughs> Darian, while you were not on the call, we were saying that we should somehow find a way to fucking record audio with the... Um, I heard about this. I, I heard about We want to put... You did? Yeah, yeah. I've been told. The, the oh, okay, too. okay. You might have been in the bathroom. Yeah, that's fair. If I... If we put fucking... I can't find it. The specific you know, name of like, it. Could you give me the, the specific the name types of jokes ever? I want everyone who's Three watching hours this podcast. Of silence interrupted randomly by a reverb fart sound effect. I think that's by a very loud close to the reverb title. fart. And I. <laughs> yeah. See. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> we. We have some you want to just tag in audience Jude members quick, here? I can yeah, tag I in Jude. Struggling Jude, okay. So. Casey, you're struggling to make every joke you want. <laughs> well, Darian tries to make you choose. Filmatic, we don't have to choose. Choose, choose, choose. Jude can come in and talk about how they didn't like the movie as much as we do. My point is... What is filmatic now? All right, fart jokes and Marvel movies. <laughs> Ironic that Casey interrupts himself with a fart while, while dissing Evan yeah, for farting. Pizza must have got you. Right, right time. where it counts. Pizza time. Pizza time. Pizza time. Post pizza time. That's Can it. you somehow put the pizza time and time fart sound effect at the same time? And try. Stinks, doesn't it? It's so good. Stings, doesn't it? Yeah, I agree. <laughs> yeah, so right. how does this movie uh, end? Right, we're near the end, right? No, no. no. <laughs> we're really, like in the first act, I'd say. Maybe the second. We're no, we're, we're in the second act. We're, we're in the, the second. second. The beginning act. of the second. We haven't even say. got to the other Spider-Man. Are they in the movie or not? Who knows? All right, let's go. Let's it. On, on beat. Nabil with his whack ass sound bites. Not, not, not quite my tempo, Nabil. Let's, let's try that again. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So the second night, they're in the apartment. Uh, Peter decides he's going to cure all the villains and give them a second chance, as as May has inspired him. So 
Um, so what's the order here? He cures. Daka. I think that I think that also the villains have agreed to it at this point, right? They've all unanimously, uh, not unanimously, but a lot of them have been like I think. The well, lizard stays in the truck. Yeah, goblins like, you know, I'm down. I I could help. I'm, I'm something smart. of a scientist. Yeah. Um, Doc Ock is like, you're going to get us all killed. You're an idiot. I don't want anything to do with you. Which people. fits perfectly. Electro with Doc is like, I don't, I don't think I want to do this, but, uh, I'll he trust like you. He agrees. Yeah. And, and then um, Lizard just like, wants to go home. Yeah. And then I think Lizard is the one that says like, oh, so either we die or we do go whatever with you. you want. Yeah. We're not really much of a choice. Yeah. Um, Which I think is mainly why they all go willingly. Just so, I like Doc Ock's just so it doesn't line, seem yeah. like it's stupid to anyone. I like Doc Ock's it. line again. This fits so in line with Doc Ock. It's just when he's like, "You mean fix like a dog? No thanks." <laughs> yeah. You know, like, uh, like like I said, just all it's all perfect. I don't think there's any lines from Molina or Defoe that didn't fit their character. Mm-hmm. Um, I liked the Aunt May Doc Ock interaction. They put a little something in there. The actor, right, because, you know, in the comics, they Doc fuck. They do. They do fuck I feel it. like there was chemistry in that very short exchange thing. Yeah, had. it was kind of weird the when mixed. they had, the, the like... The joke was... Yeah. They the had, like, the up. tentacle go up Aunt May's... <laughs> and then, like... Jesus. No way. Yeah, it's pretty crazy. Yes way. You should have watched the movie. How did how did how did the theater react to that one? Well, you know, a lot of people came. Yeah, a lot of people came. I cheered, and then when it kind of Jesus, they did like this internal shot. It's CG, but it's still cool. How did the kids react? I'm wondering react? if anybody. This is a this is a little uh, inside joke for anybody who's watching from Pineview School in Osprey, Florida. <laughs> oh God! I have to censor all of this. Were you gonna make a joke? Am I detecting? I think we're. You don't know what this joke is. You're gonna have to bleep this. Just bleep me doing this with my hand, and maybe unbleep a word like. Maybe okay. All right, understood. We'll do. Um, don't hold on. Wait. I don't think they're gonna give a fuck. No one's gonna. I, I don't think we should leave it. Doctor covers. His what? What's Doctor <laughs> gonna do? <laughs> Ironically, Jesus, though. this is off the rails. <laughs> You shouldn't have talked about it so openly yeah. if you didn't want people to joke well, about it. Also know that this is off the rails due to uh, uh, Mr. Casey, what's, what does Filmatic come to? All right, Listen, you, you brought, you did this, you did this. Listen, it's your fault. I'm sorry for talking about the various sex scenes in this movie that I didn't know they would be presenting in front of children, bro. The fucking, it was too far for me. Marvel's gone too far this time. I did you come though? <laughs> that's I mean that's the the shocker of it all. You know? Shocker? Wait, shocker was in Homecoming. Wait, is that an Easter egg? <laughs> the um, shocker is walking into Spider-Man No Way Home, you know, expecting to 
have a good time and relive your childhood and walking out with cum in your pants. <laughs> so, <laughs> Peter uh, successfully cures Dr. Octopus, fixes his inhibitor chip, and then we get this cool scene, probably one of the coolest scenes in the movie with the, the spider sense scene, right? All of a sudden... Wait, can I back the, up real quick? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think also a very good scene was seeing... Norman work with Peter and like compliment mm. him. I mean, he offers him a job like he did Tobey Maguire in Spider-Man <clears throat> 1. Yeah, also at this point, Norman has worked on a cure for himself or currently is. Just for reference. Right. And um, so yeah, the Spider-Sense scene, you get that awesome Raimi tier Dolly shot, which also has been acknowledged in interviews, I should say. They talk about how John Watts used a lot of those cues. Um... So you see it widen out. He's walking around. You see all the villains following him in the background. And, uh... He's like it, this it, ringing it, noise. Yeah, it definitely caught me off guard. Like, I was like, oh, what's going on? Yeah. It's an intense you, scene, and it yeah. feels like they... It feels... Not in a bad way. I mean, I guess debatably. But it felt kind of out of place, because it felt, like, way more, like... I don't know. It just stood. It, it stood out, and the way that the movie presents things, the scene felt like it was really trying to. You know what I mean? Make things more serious, and I think that that's yeah. the turning point for the movie to it make is. it more serious. Yeah, I agree. Right. From because there right on after out, that, it's fucking crazy. We find out that Norman is gone. Norman's on sabbatical, <laughs> and uh, if you will, and Green Goblin is here, and. Um, so, I mean, what do you guys think of that? What do you guys think about what's what's about to happen? Fucking awesome, bro. I think um, I agree that scene specifically. Um, I don't think it was like, I don't know, maybe some people read it as like, oh, obviously the Green Goblin is going to turn. Come back. Yeah. And like, they do a good job of making you forget about it. Yeah, well, they like foreshadow this. it right before in a good way, though, also. I will say. I mean, I think they want you to know it's coming. Because remember, you know, like, Doc Ock is talking to him while he's working on the cure. And he's like, this is great, Norman. Uh, when, oh, yeah. Once you finish it, it'll just be you. No more darker no more. half. Yeah. It's like, and Norman, just me. Yeah, it's like the very distinct, like, goblin, goblin voice. voice. Which I thought was awesome. And then this yeah. happens, like, right after. So I guess it's not necessarily foreshadowing. It kind of is, though. I think there's seconds yeah. of dialogue between that and the spider sense mm-hmm. scene. And then we have one of the best, uh, probably the best Spider-Man fight scene in this trilogy. Oh, um, by far. One by of the far. best Spider-Man fight scenes of all time. I, I think say. it is up there with the original Goblin fight scene and the way that it's like choreographed and the way they present Will. Yes. If you fucking spine buster Spider-Man through five fucking stories, if you powerbomb his ass through a floor, dude, are you fucking kidding like, me? It's perfectly right back to what he was in the first Spider-Man movie where yes. he's just like insulting him throughout and he's like too weak to have it all and he's fucking like dude that's awesome oh and he's just he's just taking the punches and laughing oh no he's strong enough to take it all too weak to take it fucking yeah hits him through three floors it's awesome awesome um and then the speech that he gives after this while he's choking him out you know he's like trying to fix me no what's he say 
he talks about how I don't remember the line. It's very good, but he's he's like your mor- your morality or something he, is choking. He's like you. I could I could tell her her moral um what was it her like her holy, holy moral mi- yeah her holy moral mission was getting to you because like, he's I like oh it. the cure didn't work yeah um and then Norman was he's right like you're no I don't think he says I think he only says morality once and I. I know it's in the line where he says, "Your morality's choking you." Can yeah, you feel he's it? choking while him. he's strangling him very intensely. And then this is the last shows line up, of the movie, and my takes him with the cure, and then he's like, "It didn't work." And then he's like, "Norman's right. He's an idiot." And he's like, "You try to fix me, and I'm gonna fix you." And then the glider comes. Classic glider comes. Hits Aunt May. Hits Aunt May. And uh, he gets on it, and he's like, Peter, Peter, Peter. Does he say anything else, or does he just say Peter? I don't know. And then he throws I think that's ball. when he does the you're struggling line. Is oh, it? true. No, 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 no. No, that's when he gets – that's during the spider sense scene. No, on the After. glider, he says that um, – oh, okay, never mind. Hold on. Also, wait, can we later. back up real quick? I liked the speech he gave in the apartment after Peter webs him. Like the, yeah, that's, the what, that's what you're thinking sense. of. When he says also during that scene, I liked how he, he, you know, he turns all of the other villains on Peter in that moment. I don't even know if we mentioned that because we're so yeah, when he's like, yeah. gods don't have to choose and Electra decides to take it off. Yeah. He's like, these are gifts. Sandman um, fucking gets out of there. And he well. like references the gifts and curses line, gift and curse line from Spider-Man Kobe, one Spider-Man. Yeah. I thought it was awesome. Um, Electra blasting Doc Ock out. Lizard breaks out of the truck like he knew this was going to happen. Was that supposed – do you guys think that was supposed to imply that Norman planned this with them the whole time or something? I do wish there was a scene or two where it's more of the villains talking to each other and planning it. Or Because Lizard's like, it. now it begins. Right. But, but the Lizard says that in reaction to um, something seemingly innocuous at the time. Do you remember what it was – I think something. I think it was J. Jonah Jameson arriving. True. And he's talking outside yeah, of the truck. Right. I don't understand. I don't know. I'm still confused by the lizard saying that. That's why I asked. Do you think it implied that they planned this? I just don't understand how. Any I of do that feel like it, there could have been a scene where they planned it and it was cut. And I do feel like there's kind of scenes, moments maybe, throughout the movie where I feel like it would have benefited from more of that. More maybe point. actually, I don't know. It seems like in the moment though. Electro has a shift while listening to Norman. Yeah, I don't think it was planned. I think maybe the lizard is just like, I knew this wasn't going to work. Now it's going to start to fall apart. I would actually dislike it a lot if it was, if the, like, obviously it's not, but if there was a scene where, like, yeah, where they, like, planned it out ahead of time, I feel like it would That's fair, been as impactful. but you know what I do wish there was a scene of actually more than that, now that I'm thinking about it, is before the Statue of Liberty fight, because we don't see the villains again until then. That's true. Right? I think there should have been some, because why isn't Norman fighting with the Electro, Sandman, uh, and the Lizard? You know what I mean? There should have been more. I think there should have been at least one more scene where they're all talking. Yeah, they were trying to pack a lot in there, though. They, uh... That's true, but I think this is one movie where it would have benefited from 20 more minutes filling in all these holes we've talked about. Yeah, I don't really like the fucking pressure to make movies shorter, dude. Like, 
I don't know, man. I, I, I mean, I don't personally Well, it depends care. on the movie. You can't make a broad statement, right? Like, Endgame... I don't know, I guess. I feel like Endgame didn't need to be that long. But, and again, I just didn't like Endgame, so I don't know. I don't know. Mm-hmm. It's just, like... What, what, like I, I just am saying, you know, 20 more minutes, like, yeah, like, it sounds like a long movie now, <clears throat> more so than but it would being fix just under most three of hours. my flaws. With then it, it would know? be like a Martin Scorsese movie. I no way think, home, uh, taxi driver. <laughs> I mean, I don't want to, I don't want to call you out, Casey, all right? But I think Nabil remembers that they said at some point in response to recommending Eternals, that they didn't want to see it because it was like three hours, which is fair enough. But once you're watching the movie, it's not like, oh, this is a three hour slog. It uses the time really well. And I think that the movie benefits a lot from having that because you don't end up where it's like, oh, it feels like things are missing. This was like the characters didn't make sense, etc. You know what I mean? Well, here's the thing. I mean, just in reference to that specifically. I would watch a three-hour Spider-Man movie. I would enjoy that. I would like that. I don't mind that. Would I watch a three-hour Eternals movie? There's nothing to right. get me to start no. watching the movie personally. Besides, that's so that was what I was yeah, just about okay. to say. Was the only thing that has made me wanted to want to is that people have said it's actually good and. I I would like to watch it at some point. See, but Spider Man has that draw, obviously, especially a movie like this where they make it very clear that it's going to be a big deal. I feel feel like they could have made it as long as like an end game because it felt like that. I mean, that's fair. I think our main point is just that not that it needs to be longer because it's a Spider Man movie. Not that I'm saying that's what you're saying. I'm just saying that it needed to be. It needs. I would have preferred if I was in some sort of role where I had input that it'd be longer to fill in those scenes to not make it feel like it's moving breakneck speed past the whole revelation of Peter being Spider-Man you know and having a a scene or two where Norman we see Norman because we don't see like I said we don't see Norman from the apartment fight till his last scene Mm -hmm. so when you think about it like that you know I feel like yeah that's fair I agree with that just in terms of making it a complete movie but Mm -hmm. anyway not that it doesn't work. It still works, obviously. At least for us. But, um... So, where were we? Um, Aunt May gets hit by the glider. Yeah, Aunt May gets hit by the glider. He throws the bomb. Flies away. Aunt May stumbles up. Gives a little speech. Get We get hit with the great power, great responsibility line. Finally. Classic. Perfect. Perfectly what do you guys done. think about this, uh, this trilogy? This MCU Spider-Man kind of putting Aunt May in the Uncle Ben role since they haven't put any importance on Uncle Ben up till, or having an Uncle Ben figure up till this point. I didn't mind it. I like Girl it. boss moment. I honestly think I liked it more <laughs> it was good. and it felt more impactful than them being like, okay, here's the other Spider-Man. Now Peter's going to like flash back to Uncle Ben and we're going to retroactively right. try to, you know, which I was like, oh, maybe they'll do that. I didn't expect them to kill Aunt May. But I think this worked a lot better and they had the balls to do it, you know, and I think it leaves, you know, by the end of the movie, it leaves Peter in a, yeah, 
even more interesting position. I to don't be think it. I don't think it fixes my problems with how they treated Aunt May in the last two movies. As terms I of Aunt May hot, uh, and that she has no problems knowing all of Far From Home that Peter is Spider Man, and there's no repercussions well, for that. It just really feels like but, this movie is like so stand up, different tonally and. Right, it doesn't feel connected in many ways. Someone put it well. I God, actually, I just remember this was the IGN review, but I think it is put well. <laughs> is like this movie was just like made like you can tell it was made at a different time period for a completely different purpose. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like it. It wasn't just like oh, the last Spider Man sucked. Let's make it funny. You know what I mean? Try to get people back on the the character and get hyped for it outside of the fact that it's spider-man obviously you know what i mean like i feel like they also were like okay we did what we wanted but you know people have voiced their opinions and we want to do justice to the character and kind of like make this the uh like coming of spider-man type movie it seems like you know what i mean yeah. Like it feels like he actually becomes Spider-Man in this Right, movie. and people have pointed that out, like, oh, well, all those other movies, all those, but the two other movies were his origin story, and now he's finally become Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. And I think that's true, and it's like, yeah, I mean, I can get behind that, but it's like, kind of like, I can maybe forgive, but I can't forget, you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> what, what they did to us with those two movies. And I... Sincerely, and you know, kind of brings what we would talk about at the end of this. But I hope they don't retcon the decisions they made in this movie and the next movie. And um, I also hope they give someone else a chance to direct because I know John Watts is directing Fantastic Four next, which means maybe that he won't be directing the next Spider Man trilogy. But I don't know. Anyway, who do you want to see direct the next? Spider-Man? Sam Raimi, no. Um, Martin Scorsese. <laughs> Martin Martin Scorsese. What do you think? Adam Sandler. I would enjoy a Martin Scorsese oh, Spider-Man trilogy. It'd be kind of funny. Michael <laughs> Bay Spider-Man. God. <laughs> Ambulance. There's like Andy Circus Spider-Man movie. J.J. Abrams. No, don't actually. Don't, it's not <laughs> even that. <laughs> don't even fucking say that. No, no. Knock on wood. Fucking gross. In case he gets a knock on their door. J.J. <laughs> <laughs> um, Abrams men are J. here. J. Jonah Abrams. Uh, <laughs> uh, drum sound effects. Yeah, only I have control of that, buddy. Um... So, Maybe they'll just give the script to their, like, you know, it's going to be their big first AI script. <laughs> oh, like the, yeah, mm-hmm. I, I've seen that one video where it's like AI writes like mm-hmm. stand-up comedy, kind of like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that'd be kind of funny. Um, so in terms of the plot, uh, Anime dies, gives the speech. Or no, gives a speech then. Honestly, I just want to say really quick, I feel like AI might already be writing the Marvel comedy. <laughs> Unironically. The tentacle joke? Yeah. It feels like a fucking computer writes it sometimes. When the rest of the movie is so solid and then... Anyways. And then... 
Scooby-Doo the shit. Scooby-Doo the shit. I'm glad shit. they said shit, though. Yeah, gotta, it, did make it, yeah. it did make it a little more I do like terrible. when they say curse It made him seem make more... me feel like I'm not watching a children's movie. <laughs> <laughs> he sounded more like an asshole in the take where he said shit also. Like, it was like, Scooby-Doo this crap. But also, I, I still feel like they're doing that MJ, the MJ though. humor doesn't yeah, play. Like, where she's I've like, uh, can you say please? Like... Yeah, that was bad. I don't know. I don't know. Like, That's fair. I, I do feel like their chemistry is better in this movie, but oh, absolutely. I don't. We have I just, which again comes out of nowhere. I'm not trying to go back and keep beating the dead horse. Well, they didn't show it in Far From Home. Yeah. They didn't show them. Because Far From, yeah, whatever. <laughs> so Homecoming ends with them being mere acquaintances, and she makes fun of Peter sometimes. Far From Home begins with Peter is now in love with MJ and courting her but she is with another guy for 90% of the movie. And then he fucking then, saves her. And she's like, I knew you were Spider-Man. Thanks for the necklace. And then right. we end up in this movie and they're like in love forever. Literally Souls no United. time has passed. <laughs> did you, do you even think about that? I just realized that no time. Literally passed. no time has passed between the beginning of the <laughs> movie in which they have that heartfelt phone call and them getting together days prior that so makes like, no sense. They're high schoolers. They go quick. Well, no, <laughs> I think that that's true. But also, it's but just also, weird. also, it's, like it's such an actual, like... like Integral part of the movie. Yeah, like, like, they, like, but it's like they do it well in this movie where it's like, oh, like... They, I mean, like, to a degree, like, when they're taking it seriously, like, the phone call scene, it's like they actually care about each other, and it's like... They don't have time to question their decisions. They know, I don't know it one feels thing like this movie just retcons the other ones in a way. And it's like, it feels like they're just plot devising away the other movies because this one's better. It's just, it's kind of, it's sad that they just have to drop all the other movies off. I mean, I'm glad that they are. I'm not trying to like, you know, have my cake and eat it too, but like... <laughs> Yeah. The other two movies sucked for, in terms of Spider-Man movies, for sure. At least for Homecoming. I, I still feel like we've talked about this, but Homecoming has some redeemable elements, and I've noticed while I've rewatched. But yeah, I don't know. Um, so does Ned do like any karate? Ned does, does magic. magic. Ned is magic. They they do that. Put that in this movie for some reason. We all of a sudden, I just like to. Can he uses the sling ring. It's not like uh, they fucking let him like you know become a sorcerer. Which he, he like, that'll be the next movie. True. True. Well, I, I don't know, the man. I kind of. I kind of believe. Like, yeah, they could do it if they want, and they like obviously have probably left that open as an option. But I'm starting to believe that Tom Holland interview. Like, we don't know if we'll be able to do this again with no, the same cap, cast. Cap. I really, I, I don't know, dude. I really think that he won't. Like, I think if they do another movie with him, it's gonna be a while, and I don't think they're just gonna have him go after MJ and Ned. I do agree with that. There will be at least one movie where he doesn't go after them. Like, I think they might just like soft reboot, like everything besides tom holland and the universe like you know just like all the other characters are gone he's on his own you know what i mean i think yeah. that'd be sick Maybe i mean that's what i watch for well, well that, that that does okay i'll bring that up later let's keep going so next peter happy hogan shows up tells peter to run he gets arrested which we i guess he gets released because we see him later and he's not arrested but whatever um Peter runs away, 
from May's dead body, and we cut to black. We open on this on the scene where Peter is standing and looking at this huge electronic billboard of J. Jonah Jameson with I really a little like speech. This one. Yeah, a little speech about how Spider-Man always brings destruction to everyone and leaves everyone else to clean it up. And uh, he's crying in the rain. It's a pretty good scene. And then we get to see, this is where things start to kick into gear. We go to Ned's grandma's house. <laughs> and um, oh. Ned, and, Ned and MJ are there. And they're like, where's Peter? He's not answering the phone. He told us that if he doesn't show I up. I think they he- know Aunt May died, right? Did you so. take it that way? It seemed like it that they, way. somehow the they news. know Aunt May died. I oh, think no, they that's do. A they do. No, it's not. Well, they, they say, say on the news, on news that, that a woman someone... died, right? Well, yeah, but yeah. how the fuck do they know that? That it was I mean, they just said it. She was a prominent figure in the community. That's fair. I don't. But know. also, maybe they thought maybe they thought he died because they're True. like one person died and we haven't heard from him, and, and we scared. haven't heard from. And they May. have to hit the box if they. Yeah. Yeah, maybe they just. I, actually, I think the first time I watched it, that's what I took it as. The second time I questioned it more, I think the first time I was like taking all their lines as like they're worried about Peter because but they also, heard from him and there's a casualty. Uh, but also when they meet him later, they hug him and console him as if they already know. If you remember yes, on the rooftop. So. It confused me. I don't I, – honestly – I was well, very I mean, confused. Well, also, that. wait, actually, they see the news report in the house where it says there was a casualty. Yes. But also, doesn't J. Jonah, J. Jonah Jameson more specifically say that, like, an innocent woman died because of spread? Oh, that is true. He does say so that. So they probably were able to see that broadcast also. I do think it's fair to assume that they, they know. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's been hours. They'd probably report who it was. And I, I don't know. Maybe it's kind of... Uh, reaching, but I feel like, unironically, your character was prominent. You know, she ran like a fucking giant community outreach program. Yeah. Fair. So. And was tied to Spider Man, who yeah. was responsible for her death, according to the news. Mm-hmm. So they're they're contemplating what to do. Peter's not there answering. They don't know where he is. They're worried, and um, Ned. This, who still has the sling ring on from when he put it on when Peter gave it to him the crypt goes uh, I wish we could see him and moves his hand in a circular motion we see a little spark a little, little spark of a portal opening and he does it again and opens a portal and in the portal we see none other than the amazing Spider-Man and they yell Peter Peter he runs through Andrew Garfield Spider-Man of course as I, as I said he runs through and jumps through, which, by the way, looked really wonky. I'm not going to lie. The CGI looked a little off. He looked like an action figure when he jumped through. I don't know if you guys picked up on that. I did not catch that. but And I, I do want to say, and we'll talk about it, if I'm being honest, some of the CGI in the last third of the movie was a little off to me. Maybe I'm scrutinizing. But I do feel like, at the very least, him jumping through the portal looked bad. <laughs> um, in terms of just looked very cgi heavy um it's hard for me to if you don't remember it's hard for me to show you obviously that seems to be like the pattern in the marvel movies just like like a a really like kind of sloppy third act kind of like heavy on the special well the thing is i don't even think i don't think plot wise it was messy per se for the third act and i don't think that even 
the fight CGI looked bad. For I me, it was just the Spider-Man suits. Doing, and also, given what they're doing, it's not that messy. Like they're fucking bringing in, you know, two Spider-Man. Like it could have been a lot worse. Also, you know I, I mean? know people say whether well, yeah, this is fair to bring up or not, but apparently <laughs> there was a lot of crunch time because of COVID and stuff. And there well, was some, another thing, Nabil. Yeah. I I meant to bring this up earlier. Um, but uh, another thing is like the fucking like uh, like locations that they're in and shit. Like being in like this like uh, Happy's like bachelor pad fucking house and like uh, being in Ned's grandma's house. From what I heard, it was like because they had to have like a set that they could bring the actors to like months apart, and that's why they had to do a lot of these just like like shots where you can only see one of them. Or a couple mm-hmm. of them at a time because, like, of COVID, you know, they couldn't bring everyone together. They couldn't, like, fucking, right. you know, have some outdoor location booked and then book it Which again also, months later and then again, you know. While we're talking about it, COVID is another reason why apparently uh, the actors for Lizard and Sandman didn't show up physically is because of COVID concerns and COVID laws from where they live at the time and traveling. So it was a, it was a an issue that they had to work through, and they worked it pretty well. And even though I am scrutinizing the CGI a little bit for the third act in the suits, it didn't take away anything during my first viewing. You know what I mean? It was still hype, and I didn't. The only thing really that I noticed in the first viewing was the Andrew Garfield jumping through the portal, but it was still hype. Anyway, Andrew Garfield jumps through the portal, and they meet him. And uh, I don't know if there's anything specifically about that interaction you guys want to talk about, or I thought it fit with his character pretty well, but yeah, Casey. Um, I loved it. I think that the comedy there was perfect. I think it worked very well. As you said, worked with his character. Um, he's instantly likable. Honestly, in that scene, more likable than a majority of Amazing Spider-Man 1 or 2. Um, yeah, that's pretty much it. Yeah. I, I feel like the Marvel brand of humor, by Marvel I mean the MCU brand of humor, the way it's kind of evolved and changed, it fits his character more than... Tom Holland's character, which is weird because he was created within that sphere. I don't know if this seems too abstract. That's just something I just thought of, but I don't know. It just fit really well. Mm. Um, and then, of course, another net opens another portal, and the goat steps through. Tobey Maguire, and um, Darian. I know you. I think maybe you brought this up, but he filled back the role of Peter Parker. I think. More, much better than I thought he would. You know, like the, perfectly. the when he walks in, he's like, "A portal just uh, opened here." Yeah, that the mannerisms, yeah. the like, fucking just disposition he had. The you know part where like he's interacting with Ned's grandmother and he's all like overly polite and like kind of like he's like, "Yes, yes, I'm sorry." Like I'll clean yeah, up the, yeah. that was, like, perfect. hilarious like shit he does with his voice. I don't. What do you mean? I don't know if it's. Do you, how he says maybe it's just Toby Maguire's voice, but I feel like I don't see it in like. But like he's that, not really in much else. But yeah, I know fair. what you're talking about. Actually, I know he's like, when he's yeah. like says Spider Man when he's like 
spider. I know I can't do it, but I know what you're talking about. Yeah, or like that, like nasally tinge to it that just makes him sound like a fucking nerd. Right. It's awesome. It's awesome, and it's cool to see him as like a forty year old still acting like that. Yeah. Very cool. Um. So yeah, they meet, and uh, they kind of come to the conclusion that they're here for a reason and they have to help console Tom Holland's Peter Parker and help him guide him. And they've been, you know, it's, uh, I just want to clarify. It's like, I don't know if you already said this. I don't think so, but it's not like they were like brought in from another universe through the portal. They were brought in originally and they've just been in the city, not knowing what to do. Right. Um, They mentioned that. And you know, Tom Holland's Spider-Man's all over the news and like, all of this you know so they know what's going on right yeah it's good you brought that up um so yeah then they go onto the rooftop of the high school where tom holland is where he seeks refuge and uh they get this awesome shot of them up on the roof in the moonlight thought that looked yeah. really cool and they jump down and they have a conversation with him telling them about how they've been through things that tested them you know andrew with uh, Gwen's death, Toby with his uncle Ben. Um, and Toby also delivers the great power of your responsibility line, which I'm glad we got from him. That kind of hit. Well, it's also interesting because, like, they complete the line, like, mutually, right? Well, like, Toby's, like, Toby Tom, says it, and then. Tom wait, starts it. Tom starts it. Because he's like, finishes Aunt May it. died, and she said, with great power. <clears throat> And then Toby finishes they must it. Also, yeah, 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 yeah. They're like, "Oh, that happened." The night that Ben died, and Andrew Garfield's also like, yeah. "Yeah, yeah." And Andrew Garfield's like, "Yeah, remember when my uncle Ben said that?" Except he didn't actually. He didn't. Yeah, what is this? He doesn't say it like that. But he doesn't he say says, that. In the, I, no, he doesn't say I watched it. I watched it um, very recently. He says a line that has the words in it but it is not the line it's, it's when he's <laughs> they're in they were trying to be subtle yeah it yeah, feels they like they were trying the line to is not exactly the same in this movie either to be fair yeah true well how is it how but, exactly well, is it different well she says with when you have great power there must also come great responsibility which is directly taken from the comics, so it's okay mm. and better. Which is also that. Toby's is as well. Power so. is neat and all, but with you power responsibility <laughs> comes also this thing which we like to call down Cheer. here in New York of oh. <laughs> responsibility. With great tear. Great tear comes great. great. Tear responsibility. Tear Joker. <laughs> great tear comes great Joker. Um, God, I, I just want you guys to know, filmatic podcast listeners, it's two twenty-five a.m. True. I'm <laughs> really the tired. The pizza really hitting. The pizza <laughs> knocked me the fuck out. Pizza time. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I like the I like the pizza boxes slamming on the the fucking reception desk. What did you say, Evan? I said, "Is the movie almost over?" No. <laughs> <laughs> if we're entering the third act now, okay? Because 
After well, we're in it, I guess, once they arrive, yeah, right? Yeah, we're in it. And um, they talk on the high school rooftop, and they decide they're going to work together to cure the villains. So they're in the high school laboratory. We got a good, good scene there. They're all interacting, talking about the respective villains. You get some interaction between Toby and Andrew talking about love lives. Um there's a moment where Toby references Harry Osborne's death to Ned, but it's played for laughs. Yeah. What the hold on. <laughs> hold on. Come on. Be honest no. with yourself. No. Darian, you gotta back me up on this shit. I'm not saying it's terrible. I'm no, just saying they used I don't it for think laughs. It's directly played for laughs, but then they segue into a joke because oh, that's fair. Ned is like holy shit. And no. that is just only a funny character ever. They can't ever make him fucking serious. Well, at MIT scene, he was serious. But then he had to make a joke about ripping up the letter. Also, Toby miss... They, I, it's played for laps because the way that they word he, the line... He doesn't characterize it correctly. He doesn't say it correct the way it went down like, correctly. oh, my friend like turned evil and tried to kill me. But also and then he died in my arms. But that's not the way it technically happened. Because yeah, I mean, he did show up to save your ass after yeah. you fucking almost killed him purely because you wanted revenge over a fucking woman. Like, what the fuck, dude? And you also just couldn't reconcile the fact that you didn't mean to kill his father with him because you were like, there's more important things going on. Because he didn't you were kill fucking his father. infected by a symbiote. They don't even, I, I don't know. I Hold think on. I could have gone deeper with Toby explaining what he'd been through. But I think that scene was great. I enjoyed I didn't hate it by any means. I think that if you are going to go more in depth on the Harry Osborne character, you would have to have him in the movie. That's fair. That, that's exactly why he should have been in the movie. James Franco ruined things for everybody by fucking being an asshole. Exactly. Pretty. By Dolphin. I have to bleep that out. Let me write that down. So, I'm fucking up. <laughs> no, you should just blank <laughs> dolphin. <laughs> James Franco ruined it for everyone by dolphin. But <laughs> that's good. So they have that little scene. Let me know if I'm missing anything. Um, oh, also the moment where they discovered that Toby doesn't have web shooters. Oh, I also, Andrew watching MJ and Peter. Yeah. Right, well, they have the love life discussion. Yeah, where we I also get acknowledgement that Toby may or may not still be with MJ. He says it's complicated, but they eventually pick things out. Maybe something that I didn't catch and I didn't really understand why they made a point of it in the movie. I don't know if you've heard about this, but I think it's actually really funny trivia is... Andrew Spider-Man, when they're working on the cures, right? He's, he's like, I got the lizard. I've already cured him before. No big deal. And then both of the oh, other Spider-Man... I sent that to you, yeah. Yeah, oh, oh you did. Okay, okay. I, I, I was going to say, I don't remember where I saw this. But keep so explaining it for the for the audience. Yeah, so so he's like, I'll, I'll cure the lizard, you know, or I'll work on a cure for the lizard. I've already done it before. No big deal. And then everyone just looks at him. And he's like, what? No big deal. And then they go back. But it's like... There's a good amount of time given to this weird thing, and evidently it's a fucking reference. I don't know if you know about this, Casey or Evan, um, or if many people do it all, 
but there were these leaked emails from Sony and Amy Pascal was talking about the amazing Spider-Man and she was like, I think we should like try to give him a more like hip contemporary catchphrase such as NBD, no big deal. <laughs> so literally Marvel was just like, fuck you guys. <laughs> we're going to put this in the movie. And the reason I think that might actually be intentional is because there's a lot of like silence where they're just looking at him. It's it just seems so intentionally like making fun of him saying that, which is weird because it's so obscure. Yeah, for the audience. To yeah, know. no, like they make a point to like they're like, look at this, we're doing this. Yeah. Anyway, so yeah, that happened. They uh, also you get the the cool youth pastor line, which I thought was pretty funny. Uh calling Toby a cool youth pastor if he has the suit or not. Um, I think I'm not missing anything. And then they go into battle, the Statue of Liberty, right? Yeah, I mean, Tom Holland's basically like, he goes on the uh, call with J. Jonah Jameson live and is like, summons them there, basically. We don't need to go into detail, but that's how they set it up, which I think was good he, he just was basically like hey i have the thing that's gonna send you home to get them to come there yeah yeah that's i also true. liked how he was like this is a place that you know symbolizes second chances i liked that it might yeah. be a little cringe or expected but no, i think it worked um then we get i think i like this next scene a lot which i on paper i feel like would might be cringe but where's the three spider-men discussing their lives and i mean it's mostly comedic but i think it works where they're talking about you know tom holland's like oh what what are some of the uh what's the word i don't know greatest villains or what are the, some of the coolest uh, what are some of the coolest villains you guys have fought and you get a reference to venom and you get a reference to well andrew's like oh it's the rhino i'm lame and you get the whole you are amazing bit mm-hmm. um you also get the crack that my back reference which was pretty high that was great another great reference Perfect. and um trying to just make sure honestly i think even funnier than the reference was andrew garfield cracking toby <laughs> mcguire's back yeah and the fucking angle that they gave i feel like was intentionally <laughs> making it look like they were like fucking i feel like <laughs> they, if they had just shot it from the side it wouldn't have looked that weird but they give you this fucking angle where it's just like like fucking one in front of the other. It looks so just implicit. Until the movie comes out on streaming, man. The YouTube poopers are gonna go crazy. <laughs> it's gonna be awesome. Yeah, so I gotta ask, like, from each of your perspective, like how did it feel to like be in a full theater and like see all of the three Spider Mans like together? Awesome. Yeah. Like I feel like like whether you like the movie or hate it. I feel like it'd still be kind of like an interesting experience to see that and like, you know, have everyone around you like that. It felt like an important like moment in like history, you know? Like, yeah. Like I don't it know also, if you've ever heard an yeah. adult be like, oh, I was there in the theater when like fucking Star Wars. The moon Wars landing. <laughs> you know what I mean though? Like it's like. Cultural history. Yeah. Exa- yeah. That's a good way to put it. You know? And like. I also felt like it was cool to be like, wow, I'm not the only loser. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, the fact that there were people like laughing at the Raimi quotes, there was this awesome, awesome moment 
before the movie started. Yeah. <laughs> Where, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but the movie, like, the stupid AMC pre-show thing that's finished, and the screen was just black, and, you okay, maybe you remember better, but who yelled out first, like a Raimi quote? It was like... You, you know what I'm talking about? Like, who... I don't know who yelled it out first. People were just yelling Raimi quotes, like... Three or four people, including us. I don't remember what started it, honestly. Some some um, random guys in front of us. They yelled then, out like a pretty standard Remy quote, and then like time, I was like, yeah, "Yeah, yeah, So that was it. He was like, "Pizza time," and I was like, "I'm gonna put some dirt in your eye." And then the guy behind us, probably the best one, was like, "What about my uncle? Did you give him a chance?" <laughs> <laughs> and then someone did the door one also. Yeah, and then someone way in the front on the left was like, "I'll fix it." <laughs> I'll pay your rent when you fix this damn door. And then the movie started. And I was like, oh my God. That also, was- it was, it, dude, I thought it was so hyped that Juan was like, we were all like very antsy, you know, making yeah. jokes. About it. And Juan was like, I- I'm going to, I'm going to stand up and cheer when the movie starts. And we were all like, <laughs> uh, I don't know. You know, that might be bad. And then as soon as the like first, like audio clip, <laughs> Yeah. Everyone just like fucking starts cheering. <laughs> yeah. It was awesome. I know that people have talked about it. I've seen a lot of discourse about this where it's like it's a movie theater, it's not an amusement park. It's you know yeah, it's, it's come on dude, like fuck off. It's one I don't time know. you can watch the movie again. It was opening night. Yeah, like, I feel like you should expect that. If you go on opening night, it's like a fucking very unique atmosphere. You have to try very hard to get there. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. We had to try pretty hard. Um, I don't I'm, know. Like, you know, honestly, after hearing that, it makes me like I might have to go to like one of these uh, big Marvel movies and just like <laughs> see this experience for myself. but I don't think there's gonna be one like this again. <laughs> honestly, true. Nothing. I mean, yeah. I mean, I'm fine like, with that. It's too. gonna have to be a long time. But Evan, here's the thing: is I know this sounds unbelievable to you guys. I've told it maybe to you even, Evan. I know I've told it to Neville and Casey. I, by chance, ended up going with Juan and his sister and my cousin to see Godzilla when it came out. Like the first of the new Godzilla movies. Okay, oh, I like that one. I liked it also. And you know how they teased Godzilla throughout the whole movie? They like kept you from seeing his full self, you know? Yeah. Uh, and they did it really cool. Like you'd see like parts of him on the news. Yeah. And yeah. Shit. yeah. Um, the, the movie was sold out. It was opening night. And when Godzilla finally appears for the first time in all of his fucking glory, everyone stood up and cheered. And I was <laughs> like, dude, it's Godzilla. Like, holy shit. People are like really hype about Godzilla. I mean, I guess there's Godzilla fans. It makes sense, whatever. And during the final fight, when he like kills the final fucking, uh, the Muto. Yeah, okay, yeah, the Muto. Like, when he fires the fucking beam down its throat, people were, like, losing their shit, dude. Like, it was like we were at, like, a fucking sporting event. I thought it was hype as shit, <laughs> and it really drew me into the movie, because I was like, I don't really know that much about Godzilla, but I'm enjoying the movie. And then it's like, you get that confirmation, I don't know, the energy of being there. Yeah, yeah, it's just it's fun. Cool. Yeah. You yeah, kind of, like you it. just naturally match it, you know? Yeah. I mean, honestly, I think it added to the experience in that case. You know what I mean? When you're Definitely. not watching like a, a masterful film, I don't think it detracts from – I think it adds to it. You know what I mean? I think um, I saw it opening night, obviously, with y'all. 
and I saw it a second time on like a Wednesday matinee, and the one both experiences were great. I think the movie the second time hit just as hard, but the experience of seeing it on opening night with all of the things we've been talking about was like nothing I've like experienced in a theater before. The only thing I can like barely remember was like when I went to see Star Wars Episode Three in theaters when I was like six. Yeah. When and people were going, people were people were kind of cheering during like when I saw Endgame and Infinity War, but like maybe it's just because I care more about Spider Man and it's fucking like Raimi is what we're cheering for, which yeah. is like the number one thing I fucking simp for that made people it so cheer much. Cheering for Matt Murdock too. True, true. Yeah, no, and I was surprised because I feel like no one knows about, no one's seen that series. But no, I was like the whole crowd was just as yeah. hype about that as they were for Raimi. I yeah. mean, probably not actually, but like they sounded like it. You know? mm-hmm. Yeah, and all the villains. Yeah, yeah. Even well, that's what I'm saying. Even, even the lines- Sandman got a fucking big pop. Even though, yeah, no, even like the lines that I'm talking about that were hype for me, like the fact that people were cheering for like something of a scientist myself. I I had like talked to other people and like read about it. Like some theaters didn't get that. Some people didn't get to pick up on that because anyway, I'm glad that we got the experience we did. It was interesting when I got to see it the second time is like the theater was not completely sold out. It was relatively full, though. You know, I'd say like a good showing for a movie um and people weren't like cheering like full-on like nearly as much as opening night but um there was reaction still just right. I, I guess like toned down which i thought was cool um i don't know i think that uh if you want to fucking see the movie without hearing anyone, then that's fine. And I understand where you're coming from, I guess. But like, dude, it's the movie's supposed to be hype. Everyone there is a fan of the characters more than the movie, I think. Just objectively, you know what I mean? Like, I don't know. Yeah, I agree, obviously. So yeah, we're at the Statue of Liberty fight. And, uh... Electro, Sandman. This is after the banter we were just talking about, which I liked a lot. Let me, I didn't ask you guys. What did you, you guys like the banter? Thought it fit? Yeah. Yeah. I, okay. it. I think so too. I think, um, the little pointing thing. I don't think we talked about that. The oh, right, during the fight. Yeah. When they're, wait, don't they, but they do it during the scene in the lab. Also. Oh, in the lab. They do it too. Peter, Peter, Peter. More yeah. subtle. Yeah. Yeah. They, they do this subtle one in the middle of the fight. But yeah, the fight starts. They get going. They get their asses kind of handed to them and they regroup. They do the pointy thing like you said. Because they're asking which who, which Peter is. Peter 1, 2, or 3. And um, they, just, they determine that they need to work together as a team in order to successfully do it. Because the two... Alternative Spider-Man have never been in a team, but Tom's like, "Oh yeah, I've been in the Avengers." And they're like, "What is that? Is that a band?" It's pretty funny. Oh, I like the way they teased it also because Toby's like, "The Avengers, that that's awesome! No way!" 
what is that? Like, yeah. I, you know, for a second, I feel like, like they're trying to get you to think, oh my god. Like, what, there's the adventures in the Raimi universe? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I love You're that right. side. I like it. I agree. Um, <clears throat> so, that happened. Then they team back up, fight as a team, and they're able to start carrying each of the villains. We get that reused archival footage from Spider-Man 3 and Amazing Spider-Man 1 for the Sandman and Lizard scenes. So when Sandman turns into a human, we get the scene from Spider-Man 3 in the drain. It's an I did read that it was an alternative take, but it's pretty much the same uh, same scene from mm-hmm. Spider-Man 3 where he's melting into mud in the sewer, but reversed where he's turning into it. So it looks like he's turning into a human. Um, and then you get Toby talking to him, and he's like, it's okay, fun, we're going to get you home, which I thought was pretty cool. They played the theme. They played the Raimi theme. That, that kind of hit. That always hits me. And then they cure the lizard. Again, reuse the footage. Doctor Strange walks back in because Ned accidentally opens a portal. And um, he sees the lizard being cured as well. Uh, but then he flies up. He's like, all right, we got to put a stop to this. I'm going to hit the button. They're like, wait, no. And then we hear, I thought this was pretty awesome. We hear the, can the Spider-Man come out to play? From Green Goblin, who flies in. We get this cool, like, uh, I like that they show, I don't know if you guys remember this, they show Toby, like, looking over first. And I feel like the look on his face is pretty good. It's like, oh, my God, like, it's him. Um, I thought that that hit. And uh, the Green Goblin throws a bomb, which we don't notice until, like, a few seconds later, has lodged into the box um, that Doctor Strange is holding. And you get the, you actually get to see them all all their spider senses activate with that dolly shot. I don't know if you guys remember that, but they show that. Mm-hmm. And um, so the bomb blows up. Things and people are flying everywhere. The cape saves Ned, but MJ is falling. Peter goes to save MJ, but gets swiped away by the Green Goblin. Oh no, what's going to happen? Is she going to die? No, Andrew Garfield gets his redemption. Flies down. Saves MJ. Very emotional moment. What do you guys think? Perfect. Uh, it's insane, yeah. Redemption. One of my favorite parts of the movie. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then we cut over. We get to see Green Goblin and Tom Holland face each other. Get some cool, more some more lines from Defoe that are pretty brutal. Talking about how he's too. What's he say? He's like a uh, poor Peter Parker too weak to send me back to die and then mm-hmm. tom hans like no oh, i just wanted to kill you myself and they get this brutal fight between them where tom holland eventually gains the upper hand and starts beating the shit out of him and is about to kill him and stab him with his own glider and then at the last second toby jumps in front of him and stops him from uh stabbing norman kind of drawing parallels to kind of spider-man 3 where harry jumps in front of the glider um, True. My also, I want to say not to interrupt you to build. Yeah, no, no, stop me whenever. But I, one thing to back up that I really liked um, in this scene also was the little exchange that Norman has, or I guess not even exchange. He's just talking about how you know everyone dies because of Spider-Man. Like, yeah. oh, like you know. Um, I forget exactly how he says it, but he's basically just like, uh, he's like, she's dead uh, because of you. 
Yeah, like, like I may have there. struck the final blow. No, he's like, yeah, no, that's what he says. He's like, she was there may because have, of Spider Man. She was there because of you. I may have struck the final blow, but you killed her. And then that's when he's like, okay, I'm gonna stab this motherfucker. Mm-hmm. Yeah, fucking awesome. And then Toby stops him. Then we get this weird split second thing where we think Toby's gonna die because Green Goblin stabs him. Mm-hmm. It's purely just to mess with the audience, I guess. I don't know because he's fine afterwards. But that happens. It makes sense that he would be though. It does like, make sense that he would be. Yeah. If they killed him that way, it'd be Dude, so. Crazy. Tom Holland literally gets shot with an AR-15 <laughs> 15 minutes earlier in the movie. Right. <laughs> That is true. I mean, it's like they had to be like, yeah, I've been stabbed before. I'm fine because he literally has. Toby Bear Spider-Man has been stabbed multiple times, right? Like, mm-hmm. I think in every movie. Yeah, in a similar location. True. <laughs> also, also going back, I do think, just to bring this back up, it's pretty clear that whenever T- Toby puts the, the mask on, it becomes CGI- and yeah. also the mask looks a little bit off. Again, I'm not trying to, you know. It's not that bad, but it is noticeable to me. It's noticeable least. because, like, I don't know. Because, like, when you look at this, like, I, when I rewatched this, and then I also, it was right after I rewatched Tasm 2 with Casey. It's just like the CGI in Tasm 2. Say what you will about the rest of the movie. Oh, the suit looks insane. When it's CGI. The suit looks insane. The eyes are very reflective in every shot, practical and non-practical. And just going from that to this... Same thing with the Raimi lenses in those movies also being reflective. It's like, it just looks off when they're just pasty white. I'm going to be honest. There's no way you're going to be able to know what I'm talking about because I didn't want to bring this up when we're watching it the first time together. I saw this. Uh, I just didn't want to interrupt the movie. But when he, uh, when Tom Holland Spider-Man is fighting Doctor Strange, I noticed that... Um, the CGI on the suit where he has the mask on, like it's just full CGI mm-hmm. at one point. It looks really fucking good, actually. Like they did like a fabric effect, very similar to the Tasm 2 thing. I, now they don't do that for a lot of the movie, but I noticed that I and noticed I was that. like, interesting. I know when I noticed that is when he's doing the spider sense thing. It, the muscles in his, you can clearly see the muscles in his neck and his shoulder. I noticed that. Yeah, that might have been when I noticed it. I don't remember. I just know it was some part during that sequence. I was like, yeah. oh shit, the suit looks like it'll be much better. In terms of CGI. all the CGI, it'll be very interesting to see once we get to see it in HD on our own again. You know what I mean? True. I, I do know there is a little bit of that going on, but I do wish the suit looked, the Raimi suit particularly, looked a little bit better in that last fight. But it was, it was also just surreal to see it on screen again. Really, just felt like I was dreaming. If I'm being honest, <laughs> that first night. Yeah. Um. But yeah. So fast forward again. So Toby jumps in front, gets stabbed, falls back. Andrew throws the cure to Tom Holland. He cures Norman. Norman's like, "What have I done?" Right. Um. Oh, also, I missed one of my favorite scenes in the movie i want to go back a little bit again i sped through this before the box blows up dr octopus returns mm. it saves all the spider-men right what i'm getting to is we get this little moment this quick little 20 second thing i think maybe a little bit longer probably not guessing that right but whatever where he's holding the the arc reactor from 
Electro that he pulled out. It's like the power of the sun in the palm of my hand. No, he's like the power of the sun. And then Toby jumps down. He's like the palm of your hand. And they're playing the theme music, the Raimi theme music. He's like, Otto, it's good to see you. And he's like, you're all grown up. How are you? And he's like, trying to do better. Just referencing that line from Spider-Man 2. And that that, that kind of tore my, my heartstrings. I'm not going to lie. Yeah, that was, this was a really good moment. One of the most emotional moments in the movie for me. One of my favorite quotes from Spider-Man 2. I've made that reference multiple times, but no one's ever got it. I, I, I've done that. Just like <laughs> trying to do better. Just for <laughs> Anyway, one of my favorite scenes of the movie. Um, okay. So, fast forward. Doctor Strange is like, they're starting to come through and I can't stop them. And every single person in the multiverse who knows that Peter Parker is Spider-Man is starting to come through in the sky. This purple cracked thing. And we get to see the shadow silhouettes of the rhino, black cat, scorpion. Um, and there's others I'm missing. But Peter's like, well, how do we stop it? Come on. It's like, how do we stop it? And Doctor Strange is like, we can't. And he's like, what if you change the spell and make it so everyone forgets that Peter Parker exists? He's like, that'll work, but everyone will forget who you are. He's like, do it. So Tom Holland says goodbye to MJ and Ned, promises that he'll find them again one day, and put things back to normal. And the spell is done. And also, Toby and Andrew disappear. They go back to their universes. Um, fast forward a few weeks Tom Holland is entering a coffee shop to tell MJ this whole long thing he has a note card of uh, what happened and that he really knows her all this shit he goes in he talks to her he sees the bandage on her forehead in the moment he changes his mind and doesn't say anything and walks out we then see Peter back in the state that Spider-Man is supposed to be in, depressed, broken, <laughs> and living alone in an apartment, <laughs> in a shitty apartment. That's the way it should be. And he designs his own suit, oh, which we get a little glimpses of. It looks like possibly one of the best Spider-Man suits we've seen, in my opinion, based on, I guess, what little I agree. Seen. It looks fucking awesome. The blue. The blue, the blue is, is perfect. So perfect 70s Spider-Man tier. I love it. And we get that final swing. Finally, he gets his own final swing. And credits. Thoughts on anything I mentioned? I like that Doctor Strange was reluctant to do it because he was like, that would work, but no. Like, at first he's like, no. Because, like, I wouldn't remember you. Like, I don't know, like, you could be like, oh, it feels like forced, their relationship isn't that well developed over the course of, like, Endgame and, or Infinity War and shit. But I, I don't know, I liked that because it was like, it's like he didn't want to do it, you know what I, I also mean? Even whole, after how yeah. bad he was, he saw that Peter was able to fix these people and, like, I don't know, you know what I mean? They also, also the running, yeah. I was just going to say also... It's interesting to think about because it's literally like there will be infinite people just like coming into their reality. Yeah. Which is like fucked. Doesn't yeah, make it's any just sense. Like, that's like apocalyptic. Like, yeah. Instant world over moment. Um, what I was going to say. Oh, yeah. There's like a running joke through the movie where it's like, call me Steven. No, call me sir. You know? 
Yeah. I shouldn't. I didn't hate that joke. I thought it was kind of wholesome. You know, like I like that too. It worked. It worked at the end. Right at the end, yeah. when you used it. Anyway, any thoughts, Casey? Um, I think that I'm really happy with how they ended it. I think that it offers a lot of new, exciting opportunities. I don't know if you want to branch into this discussion. Yeah. But um, I'm really looking forward to seeing where it goes because of you know this um, how it corrected so many things. Um, I think that. I want a very specific thing from the next movie, and I'm worried. Black that Cat. <laughs> when Stacy. MJ Sexy. MJ Sexy, maybe. But <laughs> I, it's like, I want to see Peter Parker go into a community college in New York mm-hmm. City. I want to see him. Fight crime in New York. <laughs> fight crime in New York. I want to see him. Fight robbers that aren't wearing Avengers masks. And... I want to see him... I want to see him have an existential crisis, bro. Give me Spider-Man 2 again. I want to see him get the black suit after having to lose everything. That would be insane. I didn't know. If I feel you like were, it is the perfect time. I didn't know if we were going to go to that yet, but I'm glad. I you wasn't did. planning on it, but I just thought about yeah, it. Yeah, no. I mean, I've I've been thinking about that. That's too. not my most wanted desire. I will say, Casey, what I'd really want the most is something more along the lines of that. But I think bringing the black suit now would work. Would no, work I was that. gonna add <clears throat> the black suit because it is perfect, as you're saying. He's at the most, like, vulnerable point in his life. And I feel like it would be an interesting dynamic for them to introduce that while he's at such a kind of fucked place. It wouldn't does, that, does that invalidate the lesson he learned from his uh, these other Spider-Men not to go down the dark path? You know, they, there's well, a very fine line. it affects him. You know, maybe he has yeah. to experience it for himself and realize, True. I can't do that. Mm-hmm. It's starting to happen to me, you know what I mean? And if I they played into that, that, if they played into that part of it where he was like struggling with, because I would hope, I would hope that when they make another movie, they aren't specifically in reference to, um, one. Okay, I just want to say quickly, I'm sorry, Dan. They, I obviously hope they don't retcon shit, but I hope they do reference characters because, like specifically characters he's met he met in no way home like toby and andrew if he just doesn't fucking like oh he definitely will like he has met other spider-men and like learned things from them um it would have to be such a wasted opportunity because no one else can fucking like like he can't have a conversation with anyone about it well, his All suit his new suit looks like a Spider-Man. His new suit looks like the logos might be references to those Spider-Man. At least the back logo looks like Andrew's Spider-Man. True, true. Um, you know what I mean, though? Because of the premise of everyone forgetting that he existed, like he can't yeah, sit two other down and be like, yeah. "Well, yeah, obviously," but he can't be like. I, I guess at most he could be like, "Yeah, like I met someone that 
you know, told me this, but I feel like it would more be like demonstrated through his actions, which makes yeah. it more like yeah. will they reference them? Probably not. This also brings up one of the respect it, you know. Yeah, also brings up one of the biggest plot holes for the next movies, which is, or not plot holes, but plot troubles, which is he now knows about Norman Osborn, Otto Octavius, Doctor Connors, mm-hmm. Max Dillon, Gwen Stacy, by references from Andrew. Um, the black goo that is Venom, he's heard about. He's heard about all these things, and he now he if he sees them again, won't he be like, wait a second? Did the other Spider-Man tell me about Gwen Stacy? You yeah. know what I mean? This I is was thinking, the- wouldn't that be kind of interesting though? If like, like you know, in like Into the Spider Verse, it's like Miles knows Gwen, and then he's like, when he goes back at the end after you know being with what is it called, the Ghost Spider? That Spider Gwen's like formal superhero man anyways you know like he had this whole thing with i don't know you know what i mean do you know what i'm talking about like i like it uh it like changes shit but also what if he's just like oh it's this person like like i don't mind i should talk to them it would create a more interesting relationship dynamic than oh i'm meeting this new person again like, he'd I never mean, tell them like, "Oh yeah, before I erased the world's memory of me, I met an alternate reality version of me that said they fucked you." Like, you know <laughs> what I mean? Like, no, yeah. they, I mean, listen, they can play it right. It's just like it's become so much riskier now when they want to introduce those characters, and it yeah. also messes with the potential of it being a grounded story. You know? Yeah. Because I think that's what we all want from the next one is to just be grounded. Because I don't think you can. The stakes have been set. You can't get much bigger than what we just had. And I don't know if I want to see anything that big again. I don't think they would go big for the next one. The biggest they would go is using the symbiote because that is big. You know what I mean? Uh, That's why I think they're going to use it. Yeah. Um, I mean, also, we didn't even talk about that really the end credits scene. The symbiote's in the MCU. Venom's not. They're going to use it. The end credits scene is so funny. Yeah. They bring Tom Hardy into the universe. Who's technically there for the whole movie, just bumbling around Mexico, right? Mm-hmm. In a bar drinking. In a bar drinking. He gets up, and you're gonna get the classic like post credit scene where it's like, "I'm gonna go find Spider Man." Then it ends, but then he gets taken out right away. Mm-hmm. It's it's hilarious and perfect because who wants to see that in this? Who wants to see Tom Hardy? No offense to Tom Hardy. Who wants to see Tom Hardy? Full offense to Tom Hardy. Fuck that guy. I literally, I was, that's, the post-credit scene legitimately, I think I talked to Darian about this, but it legitimately made me angry, just like hearing his annoying ass Boston accent. I'm sorry. I don't know, I liked, I liked Let There Be Carnage though. I I will say. I thought it was really funny. I did not like the first Venom very much, besides some aspects of it. But Venom, Let There Be Carnage felt like they were leaning into how stupid it goofy it was. Yeah, I felt like in both those movies that Tom Hardy's having a good time, even though his voice is the worst. You know, like, thing. when we watched Venom, the first one together, Nabil, I honestly, like, I don't know how to put it other than I really did not dislike it as much as I That was the first I time I watched it since it came out. I like, liked it more rewatch. than Far From Home. Yeah, and obviously, I like Let There yeah. Be Carnage a lot more than both of them. Yeah, I agree. I actually really enjoyed Let There Be Carnage. It wasn't just better than something I didn't like. You know what I mean? 
It was yeah, like one of my favorite superhero movies. We never did a, a podcast on that. I like for us to maybe maybe Casey can watch it and we can rewatch it in yeah. one episode. That could be cool. Um, I think Casey would enjoy it. It's, it's a pretty fun movie. It's not it's as fun. cringe either. I think the comedy works better. Feels more intentional and aware. Yeah. And um, what's the other credit scene? Oh, it's just a trailer for Multiverse of Madness, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, what I was like going to say really quick on the topic of the black suit coming in, I don't know if you've heard about this, Casey, but like the original plan for the Amazing Spider-Man 3 was like, oh, you know, Gwen's dead. You know, he's at like an all time low. They were planning to introduce the black suit. And I just really like that concept a lot, you know, of it like finding him at his worst time. Um I don't know if it was Sam Raimi or someone who wrote for the comics, but I was reading something a while ago about how they like interpreted the symbiote as like uh, like drugs, you know, like it's mm-hmm. something that like helps Spider-Man, but also is obviously bad for him. This Spider-Man. was also at a time in the Spider-Man comics. Spider-Man takes Kratom in the new movie. <laughs> Kratom was well, this the is also that you bring that up. This is a, at a time in the comics where there was a big pushback from parents about what could be in comics, and that brought in the comics authority code and like the the Silver Age of comics where they couldn't actually even show drugs the way that they originally showed that Harry Osborn was fucking addicted to pills originally, and that was a main part of his his thing, which actually. They get away with implying in this, if anyone's ever seen the Spectacular Spider-Man animated series. It's great. Recommend it. Anyway, drugs are part of Spider-Man, and they should be again. <laughs> no, no. Um, but, uh, no, yeah, I agree. The symbiote is a good allegory. Yeah. If Spider-Man takes Kratom in the new movie, I... Bleep this out. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> What's right? that noise? They're booing. They're booing him. Oh wait, was that a sound effect? Yeah, no. it was a sound effect. It was not a sound effect. It scared me. Oh, that's. I'm a dumbass, dude. It sounded so distant. It's I thought beep. it was like. It's. It literally. <laughs> it literally sounded like people in your kitchen, Casey, just like. In unison, like mm. chanting. I don't know. I feel the same now. <laughs> okay. What a what a conversation. Is there anything we missed? Is there anything anyone wants to bring up at any point from this movie or um, otherwise? Something I'd like to touch on quickly is that I appreciated in this movie a lot more I will say more than any other MCU movie certainly possibly more than any other Spider-Man movie other than uh, Spider-Man all the Raimi trilogies have good good basically what I'm getting to is um, the uh, themes on morality and um, uh, how that play is integral to the character of Spider-Man um, is 
done so well in this movie. It's perfect. It makes me feel things. It's what I want out of a movie, even if it's a superhero movie. There's this this film does fun and like in depth uh, thematic work so well. I love it. I cried. Uh, I laughed. I cheered. I came. Um, <laughs> I'm sorry. I ended on that note. But I, <laughs> I was trying to do a um, inspirational thing because that's really how I felt. I think it's like um, watching this, um, like I just would not. I did not expect to feel. Uh, so connected to it in the way that I did mm -hmm. aside from just like you know like nostalgia like I feel like so many of the themes in it about like are people worth being saved are people worth given being given a second chance um, are very applicable to a lot of people's lives um, and I just really enjoyed how they tackled that in this movie and um, because it's, it's, it's a hard thing to kind of approach because so many people feel a, a very strong way about, um, you know, people who uh, are like born inherently evil or like do bad things and shouldn't be given a second chance. That was very interesting that they took a alternative approach rather than just being like, um, I don't know, taking like a pure moral high ground. Um, because I feel like Spider-Man himself gives into it um, in, throughout this movie and, and battles with that, but comes to the right conclusions and... I felt like that was the strongest point of the movie for me, which says a lot because everything else in it, writing, acting, um, everything was great. So, yeah. Cool. Yeah, that was uh, pretty deep. Um, Darian, anything you want to add? Ah, man, I, I agree with everything that Casey said. I really like the movie thematically. Um, I enjoyed the the references. Obviously, it was super hyped to see in the theater and did not feel real. Um, I was surprised at how emotional of an experience it was, other than just being hype and nostalgic and shit like that. Um, like, I don't know. Uh, I'm really hyped to see what they do with Tom Holland's Spider-Man from here on out. Uh, I really want to see the new suit, man. More of it. Yes. Oh, yeah. yeah. To release yeah. something. Um, I will buy that suit as a as a replica. Oh, fuck yeah. Can we talk about how shiny it is? I love the... It looks so I love nice. that he, like, bought the shiniest fabric possible from fucking Joanne Fabrics and, <laughs> and made that shit. Good for him. Also, I think he's gay in the next movie. All right. Oh. In terms of the future, I'm not trying to enter a whole new thing because I know it's almost 3.30 and we're trying to wrap it up. But 
So the implication with the spell is that everyone forgets that Peter Parker exists, but not Spider-Man, because at the end, Happy Hogan, they're at May's grave, and he's like, how'd you know her? And he's like, I knew her through Spider-Man. Yeah, and Jameson so, is also like, Spider-Man should reveal who himself. he is. Yeah. yeah. So it's like, this means that even like all the Avengers know Spider-Man, just not that he's Peter Parker. Yeah. Right. I'm sure they'll yeah. reveal more about how exactly it works. worse when they figure but it out. <laughs> I like, <laughs> from what I've heard, the speculation is like stupid nerd theory bullshit YouTube farming views videos is like, <laughs> um, oh, like it'll probably just be like they have a like memory of who Spider Man is and like they remember working with him, but they just don't remember the specific details of him being Peter Parker and like. You're watching film theory, huh? <laughs> I actually haven't seen oh, the film theory one okay. on it. I wanted either, right? to. I was yeah. going to watch it on Ironically. Um, I think good. New Rockstar yeah. said the same shit. Arguably oh, okay. more cringe than film theory because I do feel no like, one grew up watching New Rockstar. Right, they just entered the scene. <laughs> Fucking Eric Voss, motherfucker. It's kind um, of like if I started watching like Jake Paul. <laughs> I don't think it's the same one. <laughs> but, but in terms of like... Marvel movie content, which somehow is even more cringe than watching. It's the Jake Paul of Marvel movie. I don't know, man. It seems like they have the most views. They're really clickbaity. Eric Voss is a fucker. He plugs that fucking t-shirt website five Eric times Voss a video. Spoiled No Way Home in many ways in his little trailer breakdowns. I'm glad I avoided. Those. There's one I told you to avoid where he just spoiled that they reused the theme and he played the theme that leaked. Damn. Like, yeah, did yeah. he even give a warning? No. Probably not. No. Anyway. And then he probably transitioned right into the sponsor of this video is fucking it's, buy your is, dad is this, underwear for Christmas. It's somehow a legal site where we sell Marvel merch, but it's not technically Marvel merch, so we get away with it. At you know what I'm talking about? Shop. Yeah. Anyway, you're going to be Spider Man next Halloween, Darian? Is that what I'm detecting? Yeah, definitely. I'm I know who I'm going to be. Suit. Oh, power shit. Son. The filmatic post-credit scene. The <gasps> palm of my hand. Hello, Casey. What have you done with my podcast? <laughs> Not gonna improv anything. Okay, fine. I'm sorry. Right. Okay, fine. it was a good show. Some, some some post-credit scene. This is. Do you well, want no, to try just it again? There. You should just cut it there in a minute. Yeah. Okay. Dude, honestly, that would be a good way to end it. I think that's perfect. No, let's do the real ending, okay? It's not filmatic if we don't. Wait, Evan. Okay, Evan. We what, didn't. I actually. Evan. Don't want to Evan. Leave. You're here. Could you um? Could you? Could you uh make that? Could you um? What? <laughs> could you make that noise again? Could you? Wait. Oh, I, I accidentally deleted the fart sound effect. Alone. You motherfucker. <laughs> Here it is. There you go. Happy just... <laughs> um, Can you just Evan, play it anything... throughout the outro? <laughs> yeah. Evan, is there anything you want to add? <laughs> At I this guess. rate, it's so menacing. It's like <laughs> yeah. it's approaching. It's like a wall. <laughs> Jurassic Park, you know, you hear the. <laughs> it's like Wait, in Mario where you have to like run through the obstacle before like the thing 
that like goes pizza time like a cycle we'll cut you is there anything you want to add evan before we wrap um, up yeah it was a great movie um i think they knocked it out of the ballpark with this one they really ballpark <laughs> <laughs> I knew they were coming. That was insane. (laughs) (laughs) That felt scripted. I feel like you guys planned that. Um, That was the probably the best Marvel movie I've seen since. (laughs) Since probably the best plot summary I've read since (laughs) Eternals. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And um, you know, um, the 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 future is bright for for Marvel. Listen, Evan, up, bro, this is Evan. It. I know, I know, this was painful for you, but I, I promise. In general, <laughs> we're gonna start doing. You know, we'll do a Red Rocket podcast. Do a Ridley Scott Last it. Duel. Well, I mean, we'll see it and and then do it. Obviously, um, you you just watched last night. So the last which, duel. Yeah. That's what it's called? Yeah. I thought cut. you said that the last tool. <laughs> Evan is the last of, tool. I've heard of the last duel. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> Evan, you want to talk about licorice pizza in the outro? No. Yeah, you don't like it? <laughs> Pedophile bad. <laughs> Am I right? That's what I got from the movie. Yeah, that's what I anyways, got. From anyways. the lizard fucking MJ and Spider-Man No Way Home. See, Spider-Man <laughs> says pedophile good. Licorice Pizza says bad. Spider-Man says but I can't help lizard redeemable. <laughs> you can cure him from... <laughs> What if we could change his fate? <laughs> I don't think licorice pizza. All of these <laughs> bad. All of these villains die. <laughs> Jesus Christ! <laughs> Holy shit! Censor moment. I'm so- I'm sorry, Peter. They all die. <laughs> <laughs> what have you done with my? Cutting All of the villains die. Dolphin. <laughs> you just edited you dolphin, dolphin inside the fight, maybe. Wow, that was, that was great. <laughs> that was a really good dolphin. What well, I've been going over to Connor's house, <laughs> hearing the screams from the backyard. Oh, you know, dolphins are really cool. smart. They are. Let that be a warning. <laughs> um, let's One do the outro right here. <laughs> it's three. Let me remind the folks. It, it's three thirty. <laughs> um, thank you guys for listening to Filmatic. Uh, you guys, you guys want to plug anything? You know, I have to do this. I started doing this. I have to finish it. I know. I, I'll help you out here. I know there's a little play happening. Possibly. Oh shit! Uh, I guess we we'll talk about that. Yeah. Uh, if you'd like to see and support the uh, the arts, um, <laughs> Darren and I will be in, in the space. play. I definitely do not go to New College, um, <laughs> but 
maybe I do, and maybe I am currently acting in a play, and maybe Darren is also acting in that play. And maybe, maybe I was at the Capitol on January 6th. <laughs> <laughs> maybe. Nah, he wasn't. <laughs> maybe. Anyway, um, The Roaring Girl, if you enjoy Shakespeare, if you like Spider-Man and Shakespeare, big crossover audience here. Um, no way that is his girlfriend. <laughs> they say that in the play. No way that is his girlfriend. It really could be in the play. The <laughs> whoremaster's girlfriend. <laughs> yeah, I think that's honestly enough. I think that's enough to get you to watch the play and build. They use the word whoremaster. That's... I think that's enough. That there, though, that's funny. If you want to see me smoke uh, herbal leaves out of a penis-shaped pipe, come see Are you see actually going to be allowed to smoke? I don't know. Who so is, is there poetry in this play? Like, day by day he gazed upon her. Like, tear. Like, what are you? Like, tear. Like, tear. <laughs> day is... by day he gazed upon her. Like, tear. <laughs> <laughs> the classic, classic Spider-Man 2 quote, you know. <laughs> I'm so glad tear doesn't exist. Didn't exist as a mainstream or any relevant. <laughs> Can you imagine if Tyr was mainstream in Can 2004 you like it is now? That was, <laughs> that was the line they used. No one, okay, it's too late for this. Wait, please. what? Pizza Tyr. <laughs> yeah, thank you. Pizza Time Tyr. And I'm with a, you know what, Nabil. <laughs> <laughs> Bill, you think you can make a little beat with the drums and the fart? Bring, bring in Connor. Where is this? And then bring in the baseball game as like the. <laughs> Where is Connor? Up, we need to freestyle over the. <laughs> um, is this over? <laughs> Thank you for listening to Filmatic No Way Home podcast. We're sorry we cut it short. Or didn't talk more about certain things because it's late. Real quick, let's do a little outro. Uh, um, my name is Bill Sharif, and I've been here with From Left to Right. <laughs> that doesn't work. My name is. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're on my left. On your left. In first name. Uh, <laughs> in first name, alphabetical order. Okay, yeah. <laughs> Well, no, actually, my first name technically is a letter K, period, space, letter C, period. And then you guys make do it like this. And so, actually, it would be Darian. No, it would be. It would be Darian yes. first. What, what do you mean? It would definitely <laughs> be me first. <laughs> what? Can you say your name then, you fucking idiot? What okay, even is your name? Start this from the top. <laughs> yes, from the top. From. I don't know what you said. Okay, you've been listening to Filmatic Podcast. You've been listening to... Darian Nigro. Da-da, Evan. (laughs) 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 (laughs)
podcast. No matter. And we stop the.